What's going on, everybody? Here is Coach Greg Adams new, back new, new, in new here world. with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Thursday afternoon Cribs and Capsules or Thursday afternoon Roski, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. We are back from the afternoon, the morning stream. All right, I did a marathon, so I included less content in today's show. But today's show, uh, proof white Gen Z men refuse to cold approach women. All right, we got a great topic here. Great topic. Great topic. This topic is definitely a polarizing topic. And, um, you know, I like to discuss this topic. It usually ends with uh, somebody um, probably throwing an insult, say you don't get bad bitches, you don't have the mouthpiece, they... They kind of use some of these tropes to make themselves feel better um, instead of helping the situation. There's a lot of men who just do not want to approach women. Now, um, we're going to talk about Gen Z as the question was posed by a content creator. And the content creator then used the question to gather data. All right. And so the data is going to be, it's not from a research. It's not from a, it's hard to research this. But uh, people have been, definitely been aware in the current dating marketplace, uh, women have been aware that men are not approaching anymore. And some women wonder why. They're like, why don't men approach? And we obviously know women will rarely approach men. So there are a lot of men going without. And there's also a big rate of men that are virgins, like a virgin. Hey, all right. And so we got that. Uh, going on well a lot of dynamics at play so we're going to look at it and then later on we should put up another poll as to what is the reason because look the majority of people already that joined this stream we already got 500 how many votes do we have uh, the majority of people out of almost 300 votes 83 percent that says in the last month all right or at least in a month how many women do they approach we got 83 percent of people saying zero none no women no women approached and so I'm going to give you my philosophy on what I believe is an effective uh, strategy for men in terms of the cold approach and uh, all of that stuff. I'm not going to tell you how I'll tell you what I do. I'm going to just use anecdotal. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that play into approaching a woman, a woman. And, um, you know, people will try to negate that and boil it down to something simpler, boilerplate topics like dumb outpiece or stuff like that. But. Um, we also have to understand that many people that are doing that approach strags, all right, or they are exceedingly handsome. They have qualities that they can get over. So they won't they won't mention that, um, but and they, they will just mention the one ninja that they know that is in a wheelchair and paralyzed and that approached five women and, and slept with all five of them. I mean, they'll just take an outlier, a complete outlier. Now, for me, um, I do have some deficiencies that, um, that I have overcome, and I've been so much successful talking to women if you will but i don't call it a cold approach i call it something else and cold approach to me at this point is somewhat of a misnomer and it's it's to me it's not the best strategy uh when used alone when used alone but when used in conjunction with other things it could actually be somewhat not as bad as people make it perceive so anyway make people perceive so anyway we're going to get into that later on in today's show but to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel for all that are just watching me for the first time. I usually do the topic that you see with the thumbnail. I do it at the end of the show because this, this is a podcast. It's also the best edutainment here on YouTube because you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. 
the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious new, one, new, 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 a.k.a. New Mr. Order. Coach Lini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with yours truly, EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, and CGAC God Allah, also the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Just in case you're on the main show, you can't super chat, can't do any of those things, because what I say here, people can't handle the tooth or the truth. But uh, the main topic will be at the end of the show. Towards the end of the show, timestamps will be up, but then, well, it depends. All right, Ling Ling is going to make a visit tonight. Plus, Avery, uh, this ninja will be giving me the timestamps when I go to bed. All right. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it'll be later on to the show. But today, we're going to have Doom and Gloom CGA, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. And we're going to review Ebony Williams is now being credited for coming up with talking points that the Manosphere has already talked about. Uh, we're going to review that one real quick. But anyway, buckle up your seatbelt. Enjoy. And if you're watching a football game, Green Bay is going to lose. The Cowardly Lions with the W today. Hello, Cowardly Lions. All right. The Cowardly Lions are going to beat the Green Bay Packers. More than likely, uh, you heard it here first. And if you wanted some sports content, Join the best sports content creator in the business. I does it all around here. The CGA Sports Channel. The link is in the description box below. Do some research. Do some digging. Yes, indeed. And we'll have uh, more sports content coming up on this weekend. We'll have our preview of week four. And we're also on Monday. We'll come back with the review of the weekend of sports. And yes, man, enjoy your college football and all of that stuff. Anyway, man, look, look. Look, 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 look. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Just give me the likes. Don't pass the scroll. We might have to rank cheerleaders, too. All right. So uh, that's what we might have to do well. And, oh, I used to have a cheerleading fetish back in the day. I used to have a cheerleading fetish. That was my thing. I was like, oh, I love cheerleaders. <laughs> All right. What are we doing here? All right. Somebody's got five hundo on the Packers. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, Mr. Albert says, just getting my super chat in before that other Albert gets, that other Albert guy gets his in. And yes, to beat Albert Wesker. All right, to beat Albert Wesker is a thing here. Mr. Albert jumped in there and he got him, clipped him. All right, clipped him. <laughs> what do we got here? All right, what do we got over here? Let me see. There's no, uh, there's nobody over here. You know, normally on the evening show, normally on the evening show. It's a little slow on the early ones. All right, uh, let me see. Let me check PayPal. Yeah, it's a little slow. It's just a slow slow on the draw, but hey, I know it'll speed up. Let me see what's going on over on PassPaul. PassPaul. PayPal. All right, PayPal be refreshing way too slow, and they canceled me. Shout out to no government name jumps in here. We got two. No government name says, uh, why Gen Z men refuse the cold approach? I would give that statement the Reverend X why can't these men approach that money, fitness, and freedom? We already know what's going on here. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Man. Next call. All right, Gen Z men need to approach uh, some, some gyms. All right, we got to talk about that, too, because, you know, these double-blind studies are difficult to interpret because you have obesity as well. You got a lot of stuff going on. Royal Scott. Some money so you can send little June bug to the Kona stove. <laughs> LOL. You kill me. Hashtag coach gang. Everybody know about the Kona stove. 
Some of y'all lived above the cone of snow. All right. Y'all so y'all was so broke. Who who was broke? Who was who grew up where you lived above the cone of snow? You know that apartment complex above where Habibi, all right, Habibi, all right, uh Don Poppy, Bodega Poppy, you lived above the bodega. You know you poor when you lived above the bodega. You a real one. You grew up, you grew up hood. You know what I mean? The bodega the bodega stayed open to 11 o'clock. All you heard was just background noise of people just talking. All you heard was ninja stealing. All right, people skitty pop pop. All right, people dropping bottles of 40. All right, b- bottles of 40. All you grew up was with chaos in your background. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you lived above the bodega or the Kona stove? All right, man, God damn. Who lived above the Kona stove? Beast of Moon said he lived above the Kona stove right there. All right, shout out to you, man. Hey, listen, it'll get better. It'll get better. Somebody says, I grew up with the Kona stove. Cats roaming around. All right, yep. Oh, man. <laughs> Somebody says, I live down the street for the Kona stove. All right, Jesus. Yep, cop cars, amalams, rats, mice. Oh, boy, roaches. Coming in from that old ass, hey man, the Kona stove does not, have you ever seen a food delivery truck at the Kona stove? Like, I'm going to ask this. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, have you ever seen like new delivery food at the Kona stove? Like, where do they get their food, man? Like, how often do they, how often do they change that food? I'm of the opinion that the Kona stove food be like six to eight months old. The canned goods and, and, and everything but the bread. That old ass food, you getting old ass hostess apple uh, apple pies. Man, them damn foods at the Kona stove. Hey, Bodega Poppy, how old is this food, fam? <laughs> mm. Stale ass chips. Ninja, them chips and sunflower seeds be stale as hell, fam. They go to the Sam's Club. Yeah, indeed. Shout out to y'all, man. No, at, at best. At best. Cheat. Anyway, shout out to y'all, man. Oh, the man of Kona Stone. Bread in once a week. All right. Shout out to everybody. The Bodega Poppy. Like, hey, Poppy. Poppy. Silencio. <laughs> Dust everywhere. Ninja. How, when was the last time you mopped these floors, Poppy? Mm. <laughs> Somebody said bread in once a week. Everything else, years. Them years, that food been sitting there for a minute. All right, shout out to everybody. I had to take my son. I actually, I was like, hey, man, we got to go to the bodega. All right, he's like, what's the bodega? When we were in New York, I was like, dude, we got to go to a corner store. We got to go to see Bodega Poppy. And so we were in Harlem walking the streets. I was like, come on, man, let's go into the bodega. Let's go get a hero. Let's go get a ham and cheese hero, Sean. All right, we walked in there. He's walking around looking. I was like, this is how people in New York shop right here, fam. They don't got Super Walmart, Sean. They don't got Super Walmart and the whole Megaplex down there open 24 hours a day. They got the bodega right here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. They be going to the bodega. They just walks in, walks in there, and they get their chips, and they walks out. All right. Yeah, man. They everywhere. We was down. Where were we at? Brooklyn. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We weren't in Brooklyn. We were we were not in Brooklyn. We were in, in Manhattan. We were uh, we were just coming off of a 
um, little uh, Statue of Liberty tour. So Brooklyn was on that side, but we were on the other side, still in Manhattan. And we're walking down the street. Well, I can't even remember where it was. But anyway, uh, we're walking down the street and uh, we walk into, there was literally two corner stores side by side. Ninjas rolling out with a weed and black and miles. My son was just in awe, <laughs> right? He was in awe. He was like, yo, wow. With some real hood ninjas, man. He really saw some real hood guys. I was like, look, son, there we are in the wild. Hood ninjas. <laughs> All right, man. Shout out to everybody in Uptown, Harlem, Money Making Manhattan. Brooklyn is Brooklyn in the house. Shout out to the South Bronx, South, South Bronx, South Bronx. All right. Shout out to everybody in Queens and the Long Island, Strong Island in the building. Everybody in Staten Island, Coney Island. Everybody up in here, man. Shout out to everybody on 44th and 5th Ave. <laughs> the Charlotte Island. All right. Hey, man. Yeah, we was Nat Geo, the Nat Ghetto Geo. Look, son. Right there. Hood Ninja coming out of the bodega. Send this crazy. Don't approach him. He looks a little upset. But he's not really upset. That's his look so he don't get skitty pop popped. He's walking off. He's probably going to see one of his baby mothers. But he will be smelling like that loud. No, it's not loud like hearing. It's going to be a smell. Look at him. Fresh Timberland boots from Chinatown. Yes, he got them cheaply. Those are not real Tims. All right. But he does have a pocket knife or a switchblade just in case Radamez shows up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And he does not own a car. He never will own a car. He takes public transportation everywhere. All right. If he does use a vehicle, it is probably his baby mama's. <laughs> oh, no. Now I was cool with New York. Now they uninvited me. They didn't uninvited me. All right. Look, let me stop. Uh,. <laughs> Don't approach, son. He is not a movie character. That is a real ninja. All right, let me stop, man. Let me stop. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, see, here we go right here. All right, anyway, let me jock, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, has no, he has no identification. No, nothing. He goes by his street name. His government name is his, is his alias. His street name is his real name. He used to graffiti on the trains back in the day. And he used to break on the beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. He does not pay for any of the trains he uses. He jumps over. All right. He jumps over the little carousel. All right. Let me stop, man. Let me, let me, let me. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, man. Let me stop. He's a real good guy. He's a real good guy. All right. Anyway, uh, let me get to the show. We've already pissed some people off. It's what I do. <laughs> oh, no. We got uh, doom and gloom. We'll give a little doom and gloom, but I don't even know if I set up. Let me see if I set it up. See if I did it. There it is right there. We'll go doom and gloom CGA.
Doom and Glue CGA in the building, New York. Man, I love you, New York. I hope I'm not banned from New York, man. I love New York. All right, shout out to y'all. New York. All right, New York. Over here. All right, we still got love. Doom and Gloom CGA. What do we got going on here to, for discussion? We have a guy. This is, some, this is some information that everybody should know. A guy explains how a five-minute decision cost him 10 years of his life. Guys, this is a lesson for you. I got two lessons. Lesson number one, this guy right here, he says five minutes cost me 10 years of my life because I made a permanent decision off of temporary emotions. This is definitely indicative of people who were raised by single mothers. And we try to get you guys to understand that looking cool for a couple of minutes and putting people in check could land you in the slammer and send you upstate. One minute, thought of being disrespected. Three minutes, brawl in the club. One minute, skitty pop, pop, pop. 20-year prison bid. All right, and it says right here, Department of Corrections, he's been paroled, but those are some photos. And he said, I miss my son's birth and 10 birthdays, miss my daughter's birthdays from age 6 to 15, $15,000 in legal costs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One emotional decision that took five minutes to execute took almost 10 years away from me and my kids. Be careful when making decisions and emotion. The trade-off is rarely worth it and we tell you your power is in your feet not just with women but walking it off man that is where your power is not trying to prove that you the baddest dude on the block um the the power of walking away cannot be understated i know a lot of people want to fight and show you the dude but man it ain't worth it it really ain't worth it somebody disrespects you steps on your shoes don't feel like you're a punk don't feel like you're a punk because you're going to walk away and you're just going to be like, and your homeboys, man, you're going to take that? Especially even with women. Don't feel like you got to put women in check. The best thing you can do is ignore a woman. Walk the hell off. Oh, man, I ain't got no time for this bitch. Oh, man, you never let a bitch disrespect you. Nope. Okay. Nope. Hey, man, if that's what she thinks, let her get that win. She's probably going to go home to a roach motel. All right? And you're going to go home living better now, Coogee sweater now. So, um, you know what I mean? Don't don't um don't feel like you got to do that. Now, self-defense is another situation, but make sure you know your self-defense laws and always protect yourself and be a car carrying um concealed weapons um uh concealed get your concealed weapons permit. All right. So, the next story right here is something that I've actually tried to advise men of not donating to people in the streets. Okay? Not not donating for people that are giving you a sob story. Okay, sob story common. Uh, somebody comes up to you. I told you about that Asian guy that came up to me saying he has like, you know, he he has 30 bucks, but he needs 65 bucks to fill up his tank. And he was giving me the sob story. He can't have the cash. He couldn't get his card off the ATM. All right, something crazy like that. I always tell you, I don't give any money to anybody in those circumstances. It's because many of them are scamming you. Now, a lot of you guys might think that God's watching you and sending angels to test you. God doesn't do that. He's busy, all right? Or he's away on business. God don't got no time to do all that. This is not a, a, a an angel testing you. This is all scams, all of them. All of them are scams. Now, I've been showing you that, and I've been telling you I don't make those type of donations, but we can uh, help your daughter fix his abide if you have a daughter. I can help you fix his dad behind. But this guy is going to say this funeral scam, funeral scam. And commonly I see these funeral scams 
Uh, and particularly Latinos are pulling this scam off in Santa Ana. You normally see them with a T-shirt of a young child that has cancer or died unexpectedly. And they walk up and down the street and then they say, you know, give you the sad face with a sign. And, uh, you know, they're going to collect ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on the street to pay for little Jose's funeral. Now, most people even might know it's a scam, but they'll give them the money. Now, this guy actually tried to go around and actually confront the people. And uh, for the people who are thinking, no, maybe it's not a scam. This guy's going to try, you know, he's going to put the nail in the coffin and show you how these people act when you confront them. Not like they're not like they need the money, not like they'll be thankful for you for donating. He's going to show you these people's a scamming. All right. They scamming. All right. So here we go right here. Let's get it right here. Healthy donor and I want to help and we'll film the whole thing. And I'll say, I want to help you. I want to get your word out. Uh, I'm going to, I want to promote you to all the millions of people and we're going to raise money for you. That's the premise. Now, somebody who really needed the money to help their child in a time of need would jump all over that. They would accept your offer. And, um, and, but I got the feeling that they're going to like run away. They're going to get upset and they're probably going to curse at me in another language. Let's go find out what happens. All right. The guy's name is Video Bob Mosley. 135,000 subscribers. Shout out to Video Bob. Fair use, Video Bob. I'm using this for criticism, commentary, and teaching. All right. Here we go. I wanted to help you. Um, tell me about uh, David. Tell me what happened. Oh, Dr. B. Well, I have, I have a famous YouTube channel. And I can help you raise lots of money, and I'd like to pay uh, for your funeral. Can I pay for it? I'd like to help David. Tell me all about David. Can you tell me more about what happened? <laughs> all right, as you can see right here, busy street corner. I've seen plenty of these, and I've never donated to any of them, and I never lose any sleep. But a lot of people lose sleep over this, and they're like, oh, maybe this one's not a scam. And as you can see, he's covering his face because he is believed to be recorded. But let's continue. It's your friend? Yes. I'd like to pay for it. Yeah, I'd like to give you money. I wanted to help you. I saw your sign. Yeah. Tell me all about David. I'd, I'd like to maybe pay for the funeral for you. Who's David? This was your son? Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to raise money. How much money do you need to raise? Something in the 20,000. 20,000. Well, I'm very wealthy. I could, I could pay for everything for you. So where can I find, uh, where's the funeral home where David is where I can pay for it? Uh-oh. The funeral is in Romania. Oh, the funeral's in Romania. The funeral's in Romania. So that's interesting. Why are you here? And who is David? So the funeral's in Romania. Okay, Jesus. And as you can see, there's a gordita or a Romanian gordita hustling their way over there to get this dude to stop talking to this dude. And obviously, if you had a child that needs to uh, your fundraising for, you wouldn't have a woman being aggressive with you or trying to tell you to not talk to someone. Um, only talk to people that are standing, uh, sitting in their car. It's in Romania? Yeah. Really? So uh, I'm very famous on the internet. We could raise lots of money for you. And what So I'm very famous on the internet and I want to help you raise money. I want to help David, and we want to pay for the funeral. How can we do that for you? 
I need people's I, money. I, I have lots of money. I'm very rich. I, I can pay for it for you very easily. All of my fans who watch my channel, we will pay for it, and I will pay for it for you. So all we need is the information. Where can, how can we help David, and where is the funeral home, and we can pay for it. I so all of our friends will pay. We will pay. <laughs> And so she, you know, uh, again, this actually puts the rest in the bed. A lot of women that think they're moral. All right, women are moral. Men are scum. Dude, women are scum. It's just as much as a man can be a scum. And there's a piece of scum, that woman right there. And she's also assaulting the guy, trying to find out if she's being recorded, right? Trying to flip his phone around because I'm, I'm assuming the phone is this way, right? And he's just holding it. But she knows she's being recorded. She knows the game. She knows she's being exposed. And uh, this guy did a great thing. He's got over a half a million views on this video. Uh, to put your uh, put your mind at ease when you see these scams. Not Matter of fact, you got a lot of people coming across the border. Not Mexican. Not just Mexicans. They're coming across from all countries around the world. There's going to be a lot of this going on in this epidemic. In this not epidemic. In this uh, econo economy. Sorry. You're going to see a lot of this go on in this economy. So I want you to stand on guard. Don't feel like, oh, okay. All right, don't feel like, oh. So now let me see here. I'll play a little bit more on this one. We have lots of money. We can pay for it. I'm here to help you. Give me maybe 10 minutes. I come on parking for speaking. Okay, sure. I can give you the money. All right, so let me skip to this part right here. He then approaches them again, and uh, this woman's not having it. Well, obviously, your little boy died. We want to give him the money. How can I'll pay for the funeral? Just show me where he is, and I'll pay. Show me the funeral home, and I'll pay it. Well, obviously, however much it is, I'm very wealthy. Why are you so angry? Maybe because she's an angry woman. Maybe it's because this is a giant scam, and you normally are just ripping people off. Maybe that's what it is. Is that what's going on? Is that what's happening? All right, so then he he later caught up with them, and he found followed them to their car. Here she comes. There she goes. Oh, what? look, we found their car. <laughs> Here's their car. Uh-oh. They gone. I want to give you money. <laughs> I, 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 my fans want to, they want to pay for the funeral. <laughs> Why are you mad at me? I'm trying to give you money. Oh. Uh, Oh, I want to get. Why, oh, why are man, you? boy, flipping them off. See, these people, man, you can't care about people like this. You can't care about people like this. These people are scamming. And of course, now they are angry and throwing up the finger, and the woman's yelling and screaming. And they know to back out as to not show that license plate, neither. <laughs> You're doing that to me. I want to give you money. Look at that. What? I don't understand. He's driving backwards down the street, flipping me off. I wonder why he would do that. Like I said, I want to pay for the funeral and that I'll give you the money. <laughs> but he doesn't want me to do he he doesn't want me to see his license plate. <laughs> oh man, yeah, ungrateful. Uh piece of trash. All right. These people are trash. Uh so again, I I wanted to show you that as because you know you will wrestle with this and you will feel like, uh he even talked about he told people, he asked people, why did you give him money? You know, it's a scam. And people said, I know, but they need the money. Listen, man, you got to be cold-hearted out here, Ninja. Be cold-hearted on these mother suckers. All right? If Transylvania asked, you know, she did look like Count Dracula. She did look like Count Dracula. She looked like uh, Count Chocula. Let me go ahead and... <laughs> she did look like Count Dracula. She looked like Count Chocula. Let me show you. Let me see if I can pause it and find her real quick. 
right. And she looked like she was in a bind. All right. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. I'm right about here. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. She do look like Count Chocula. Look at her. Mm. <laughs> All right. Transylvania Count Chocula. Don't she look like Count Chocula with her hair slicked back and shit? Damn. I want to drink your blood, Count Chocula ass motherfucker. All right. Anyway. <laughs> you got to be cold on these people, man. Cold and down and cold on abroad. You do. All right. Uh, anyway, last doom and gloom here. Apparently, you cannot trust the news media. Um, I'm not sure if you can trust the internet either. Apparently, this guy, they're saying that they they dug a hole at the beach. All right. It says right here, the hole we dug on Saturday. When you when a hole you dig makes the news. <laughs> Bernard. Now, finally, for now, a mysterious hole on a beach has caused a stir in North Dublin. A local astronomy enthusiast is hoping the crater in Port Marnock could be the aftermath of a cosmic event. It's a huge, mysterious crater that looks out of this world. But is it? The unusual hole on Port Marnock Beach stopped local astrophysics enthusiast Dave Kennedy in his tracks yesterday, and he's certain the small but heavy rock inside it came from up above. As you can tell by here, there's a scorch mark on this side here, so that would have been at the angle that it came down at. And uh, it is weighty. I'm not sure if it's composition, but we're definitely going to have to find out. The striking hole soon caught the attention of passers-by, many hoping that what they're witnessing is the aftermath of a once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event. Man, these people, man, you can't, you can't trust nobody, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, this world is clown world, if this video is true. This is straight clown world, man. Like, this astrophysicist is talking about a damn chunk of asteroid came down and they sent it. Oh, my goodness. There it is right there. Allegedly, listen, they allegedly, that does look like the same hole. And uh, where's the hole on that woman? All right, where is it at? And so now they go say a mysterious, Jesus. You can't trust nobody. You can't trust nobody out here, man. They be lying. And the slow, yes, Dublin, Ireland, apparently there's a slow news day in Dublin. All right, and this dude need to be ashamed of himself. The unusual hole on Port Marnock Beach stopped local astrophysics enthusiast Dave Kennedy in his tracks yesterday, and he's certain the small but heavy rock inside it came from up above. As you can tell by here, there's a scorch mark on this side here, so that would have been what? at the angle that it came down at. And uh, it is weighty. I'm not sure if it's composition, but we're definitely going to have to find out. Man, he lying his ass off, man. What's wrong with these people, man? Hey, you worried about grifters? There's grifters everywhere. People always grifting you, so you got to be on your game. I give you actually some knowledge that can help your life at least. These people out here just selling you bullshit half the time, man. Anyway, that's dooming. Let me see if that's the rest of doom and gloom. It is. Somebody said, uh, the, they, I wonder why they didn't pull out a leprechaun. That should have been what they pulled out. This is a leprechaun hole. All right. Let me get to some super chats and then get on the straggle and sniggle theater. 
All right, what do we got here? John Ellison says, hit the like button like the Lions defense. That the hit Jordan Love. All right, shout out to you. Zoe Man says, I'm Gen Z, but to be honest, I still cold approach somewhat. But I'll admit, I mainly target the Cougars. It's easier, plus I'm muscular, so it works in my favor. And there ain't nothing like Cougar meat. All right? There ain't nothing like Cougar meat. Yeah. Cougars are okay for me, man. They're okay. It's just the fact that once, I, once I'm finished with them, I do feel a little funny. And I know you're like, you're just as old as a cougar. All right? But it don't matter. I'm still young. Um, I'm still used to young, supple flesh. I like young, supple flesh. All right? I like to touch on that. All right? Cougar's flesh be like scaly. It be like scaly and kind of, you know, skin be soggy. You know, it just be like hitting a Sogmeister. Indeed. You know what I mean? They're like the Sogmeister hitter. But it be wet. It be like kind of just out of control. It be the wet, wet be on point. But uh, yeah, the Sogmeister got it. Yeah, it be kind of like mushy. It be like mushy cougar meat. <laughs> oh, but they gonna wear your ass out. They gonna wear your ass out. Shout out to Freeman. This Freeman this says, Coach, going to miss tomorrow's Flatback Friday show. Zoe has an upkeep appointment. Here's something for the weekend. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Indeed. Greg says, Coach, I can see you got the mouthpiece. Pause. Glenn Beck says, excellent shows this week. Thank you. All right, Macaroni Tony. Hey, yo, Ank. Hey, yo, Ank. Ank? Is it Ank? He says, let me, oh, hey, yo, <laughs> what is it? Ak? Akbar. All right, hey, yo, Ak, you call him. He says, let me get a bacon, egg, and cheese, you heard, and pass me, pass my mathematics to your fine-ass Habibi. I know she eyeing the kid. All right, she is eyeing the kid. All right, but she can't act on it. Hey, man, once I messed around, um, and um, I went to the South Coast Plaza, and during the summer, a lot of people from Saudi Arabia come over. You know what I mean? Some real Arabic chicas. And they come over, boy, and they be in their garb, and they be out here trying to act up because they husbands don't come for a while. So they come out there about a, a month and a half. And if you're from Orange County, California, you know what I'm talking about. They take over the entire shopping mall or the outdoor shopping malls at about 11 p.m. Kids be wide awake. They be eating onions and shit. They just be up. No alcohol. Partying. Anybody knows, you know what I'm talking about. All right. And so what happens is they come over, everybody, people from Iraq, Iran, mostly Iran and Saudi Arabia. So they'll come over. But what will happen is they'll come over before the, the men come over. So the women are there. When they come over, they be eyeing people in the mall. They was eyeing a brother one day. I was like, damn, I'm going to give me some of them Saudi girls. But, you know, don't mess around with a married Saudi woman. Your head will get chopped off. These people got diplomatic immunity when they come over, Ninja. They can delete your ass and get off scot-free. These people coming over here with oil Arab money. <laughs> All right. They got diplomatic immunity, Ninja. You know what that means? That means they can commit a crime and go home. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, yep. So don't mess around. They got that big grip. I mean, I listen, I trained some. I actually trained some of those women that came over from Saudi. Trained them all summer. I seen, trained one of the uh, Saudi princesses. All right. Her father is the brother of the king of Saudi Arabia. And uh, if I, I told this story quite often, it, um, it was an eye-opening experience. Yeah, it was an eye-opening experience. And I got her off a referral. And the women, uh, these two Saudi Arabian teenage girls, it's <laughs> a crazy story. All right, these two Saudi Arabian teenage girls, I was hanging outside my gym one day. All right, had my muscles gleaming. I had my Tay Diggs look on. I had my chin strap looking like $2 Tay Diggs. And these two Saudi girls walk up to me. All right. They like really short, you know, five foot one, five two. They had their biker shorts on. All right. They got their spandex on, shit that they can't wear in Saudi Arabia. All right. They came up to me and I'm like, oh, how's it going? She was like, hi, what are you doing here? I clapped cheeks. I was like, listen, <laughs> this is what I do. I train people. Look at these muscles. All right. And they were like, oh, we want to train. I was like, you do? They was like, yeah, we want to train. I was thinking. Train. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I was like, come on in. What kind of training do you like? They were like, what do you have? All right, I got $85 a session. All right. They were like, okay, we'll do it. These girls are like 16 to 18 years old, two of them. I was like, interesting. I was like, all right. I got a square device here. You want to pay for your training sessions? How do you want to pay? And she said, with this. She pulls out a black card. I'm like, whoa. Anybody ever seen a black card before? That was my first time. I was like, this is big money. How many training sessions you want? They were like, how many do you want? The entire summer. I was like, wow. They were going to pay for it. So it's a black card. It's heavy. It's thick. It's not like your plastic credit card. It was like an armor thick metal. I was like, yikes. So I charged AS 30 sessions. <laughs> and for two people, swipe. <laughs> I was like eating better now. Coogee sweater now. I was like, yo, I never seen no black card, but I swiped the shit out of it. Guess what? I seen them one time. <laughs> I seen them girls once. I put them through one training session and I never saw them again. I was like, wow. So I had charged them for all these sessions. So I forgot about them. About a month later, I get a phone call on my phone. <laughs> all right. I get a phone call on my phone. It's got a long numbers. The, long, the numbers are long. I normally don't answer private numbers because I know someone's trying to investigate me. But I thought this was weird. So I answered the phone. It's a woman. And she's talking with a slight Persian accent. Or whatever. She's talking with a slight accent. And she says, hi. In good English. Like she was taught. And she says, I'm going to be coming to Orange County. I was like, okay. Where are you now? She says, I'm in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> what? What? She says, I'm in Saudi Arabia. My cousins met you when they were in California. Who are your cousins? Remember the two girls? Oh, I do remember them. She says, well, I'm going to be there in a few weeks. 
I want you to train me all summer. I said, okay. I said, every day in the summer? She says, every day. Like, interesting. So I'm thinking, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the hook. You know what I mean? She comes. She shows up. Here I am. It's me, and it's a tall Arabian princess. I didn't think she was a princess. She's in workout gear. I start training her for the first week or two. And I'm going, she did the same thing. I Also, same thing. First day, she says, charge me for the entire summer. First day, swipe a black card. And I'm like, unbelievable. So she's about 5'9", long black hair. She's dressed a little more modest than the younger girls, about age 22. She looks about age 21, 22. She looks college age. Great skin. She's talking flawless in English like she was trained. So I'm thinking this woman's got to be royalty because we're talking about Newport Beach at the time. This is a place. This is a destination, and it's expensive. So I was like, I guarantee you she's part. She's royalty. And after a week, I, I never said anything, but after about a few weeks, after about two weeks, she says, are you curious as to who I am? She was like, I have a secret to tell you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's out. I'm actually a part of the royal family. I was like, I knew it. Actually, I told her. And then she says, how did you know? And I said, listen, your English is flawless. It's better than my English. I'm speaking. Abba, Abba. I was like, your English is flawless. You paid with a black card. You actually called me from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> All right, who does that and whatnot? And so she was like, yes. And I was like, well, you know, you know, who, how are you related? She tells me how she's related. She's showing me on her phone what her compound looks like. She's wealthy. She's university student. She invites me back to Saudi Arabia. All right, and this was just a regular client. All right, and then what she says was, I says, are you, do you have security detail? I can't imagine you walk alone. And she says, yes, my security is always with me. Now, mind you, now, mind you, I've never seen any security, but <laughs> we've worked at the, we, the, the gym was about two blocks from the beach. So we would walk to the beach. We would train near the beach. We train at the gym. And she says, my security is always with me. And I'm looking like, <laughs> all right, she definitely got in my head. Yo. Yeah. She was like, they can always see me. Now, I ain't never seen no security. I never seen anybody. But she was like, they always. And so she did invite me. She was like, hey, you're great. Um, this is before I was doing any of this on the internet. She was like, you're great. And she said, uh, and I, you know, I was always professional with her. And uh, she says, why don't you come back to Saudi Arabia? You'll be my special guest. You'll be my special guest. And I said, hmm. <laughs> I had to think about this because this was about 2013. This was about 2012, 2013. Now, mind you, you know, I'm watching the world. I know things are kind of still heated in the Middle East between America and the Middle East. I know I'm a ninja too. And I'm thinking, hmm, I don't think this is a good idea because. <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. There was a guy that got his head severed off somewhere in the Middle East. So that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, she says, no, don't worry about that. You'll be safe. 
And she says, and you can come to our gym. You can come to our gym and train some of our female family. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> All right. Imagine because I learned a lot from her because she was talk, talking about some things, but she was like, the men and women are completely separated. There's, and this was 10 years ago. The men and women are completely separated. The women have their own gym. The men have their own gym. They do not converge. There's no such thing as co-ed. All right. But she invites me back and she was like, you can come to the women's gym. They'll love you. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was like, are they going to have their feet out? She was like, yeah, they'll have their feet out. Oh, shit. I was like, this doesn't sound like a good idea because I know for sure I'm going to lose my freedom. I'm going to look the wrong way. I'm going to look the wrong way at someone. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to pipe down the wrong woman. There's going to be a girl that comes down here. All right. She's going to be doing the belly dancing and she's going to say she's going to be doing like this. Come, come in the Royal Palace. I'm somewhere in the room just sleeping, listening to the crickets in the sand. And all of a sudden, some woman is going to be doing the whole the whole Jasmine from Aladdin, like, come, come hither, <laughs> right? I'm going to be like, oh, no. Then they're going to catch me. All they're going to hear in the castle is. <laughs> all right. That's all they're going to hear. Everybody going to wake up. They're going to have an armor. <laughs> they're going to have a guard come in. Off with his head. All right. So I didn't go. I didn't go. I was like, I just want to. I'll come a little bit. I'll come a little bit in a few years later when I'm not starving. All right. Listen. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. All right. Because I was still like on, you know, I was, you know, still muscular. I was all yoked up. Testosterone raging. Freshly divorced. This would have been bad time. I would have had a bad time. Ninja would have been in a bind. I would have been in the bind, right? I'd have came off with all my sausage and balls gone. Yeah, man, I turned it down. Came back like a eunuch. I'd have came back like a eunuch. I would have been a ninja. They was like, personal trainer, Greg Adams is in Saudi Arabia. We're going to have to send Jesse Jackson to go get this ninja. I would have just disappeared, man. I would have just disappeared. But one thing she talked about, one thing she talked about, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right one thing she talked about is let me see here somebody's saying something here let me see if i can got it all right um one thing she talked about which was very interesting which you should know is um in in the event let me see something here somebody's talking about okay we're good um she talked about men and women we talked about the dynamics between men and women and uh ladies american women i want you to hear this i want you to hear this because it's interesting so she was like, hey, I'm in a, you know, she's a higher up. And we were talking about dress code. We were talking about uh, stuff, their culture. And um, she was talking about what they have to wear when they go outside. All right. She was like, I can't, you know, what they call it, hijab. They always have to be dressed and they always have to make sure. Now, when they're only with women, they, they can wear kind of not, not what they want, but they can be uncovered. So if they're, they're at the gym, they can wear pants, leggings. They could do that. But then when they go outside, there ain't no, none of that shit. And so I asked her, I asked her, I was like, well, what if you do? What, what if you do go outside wearing that? 
<laughs> All right. Because I was like, you know, in our America, we tell women that they can't do something. Them bitches don't give a damn. They go run out there with their titties out. They don't care. And so women will challenge you to say, we'll do whatever we want. That's American way. So I'm ignorant. I don't know what happens over there. And then she says, oh, no, you won't. And I was like, yeah, but what if a woman does? And they were like, oh, no, she won't. I was like, I know, but what if one does? And she was like, she will not do it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. It's not an option. She's like, it won't happen. <laughs> they know not to do it. Because if they did, it would be delete. I mean, they don't even have women that will challenge it. It's not like they won't. They, she's like, no, they, they won't do it. Even if she thought to do it. She's not going to. <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, well, I guess I guess that clears it up. So it was very interesting. Yeah, it was it would be as soon as she thought. Hey, just thinking it, she she'll get deleted. So it's not that she because she was like, that's not even possible. I don't even know what you're talking about. What you're saying is not even possible. So it's not possible. She won't do it. All right. Interesting. And um, yeah, man. Crazy shit. She was like, it doesn't matter your social class or status. Doesn't matter if you're in a royal family or you're in a, pe a peon or a peasant. Doesn't matter if you're middle class and you independent and make your own money. She was like, it won't happen. Control, alt, <laughs> and All right, anyway. Anyway, interesting thing there. Shout out to Triggerverse. We're going back over here. Triggerverse says, uh, here's a doom and gloom. North Korea tossed the ninja that ran away back to America. Yeah, man. Oh, well, I don't know if that's better for him. I don't know what happened. I would love to know what happened. What was he doing? All right, what are we doing here? Michael Ryan says, hey, coach, love and appreciate the show. Listen to you on headphones while working. You got me. He says, you really got me grinding extra hard to save some money and get in a good situation to be prepared for the incoming crash. Thanks, Coach. Shout out to you. Hey, man, keep it going. And I appreciate that. Yeah, man, that dude going to get served up. I would have stayed over there as much as I could, but he probably was trying to run through some North Korean chicks with bowl haircuts, and they was like, get this ninja out of here. <laughs> right? They don't want to even keep the ninja. All right. Marcus says, just paying tithes to the king of kings. I used to be that nice guy. Got ghosted and disrespected by women. I am now on my super villain era with these ladies. I have a meeting this weekend at the JUCO. Hit me with the... I got money. Oh, yeah. We might discuss that. One of the reasons why men don't approach is that, yeah, they're kind of messed. They're kind of fed up with women. And we can all understand that. PJ Throwaway, she has snipers on the roof, coach. Yeah, man. That was crazy. Um, somebody says, Chuck says, do you believe in assimilated reality? If not, why? Dude, I met this again, boy. I, I tell you, a lot of dudes don't. They think I'm a virgin. But I messed with this Canadian chick from Vancouver, outside of Vancouver, in an area called, um, I can never remember the name of the area. Okinawa. Was it not Okinawa? It sounds like Okinawa. Let me see here. Let me see here. Ogopogo, what, what is the name of that place? Where's the Ogopogo? Let me see where Ogopogo is. That's where she's from. 
in Canada. She's from, it's on the, uh, yeah, um, Okanagan. Okanagan. <laughs> That's where she's from. She's from Okanagan, British Columbia, near Okanagan, where the Ogopogo is. All right. If you don't know who the Ogopogo is, it's, it's the Loch Ness Monster of British Columbia. I messed with a Canadian, this, and she was a freak. <laughs> she was a freak, dude. Oh, my God. Man, I had some good times. But I wasn't in my right mind when I was with her. She was young, too. I think I was, like, approaching, for, I was like approaching 40. I met her at a Toastmasters group. Cold approach, complete, but I had status, but so it didn't count. And she was, like, 23. Engineer, tall, kind of had a short pixie cut, uh, reddish hair. Not completely red, complete nasty freak. Anyway, this woman was out of her mind, out of her mind, talking about simulated reality, parallel universes. It was, it was out of control, fam. All right, the stuff she would talk about, I was like, looking at her like, is this bitch? <laughs> she was wild, man. She was out there. I was like, you, what? And then the funny thing was, she tried to, you know, we, we didn't talk to each other. And then, we, you know, one of those, hey, let me check up on you. Met up with her. She was a born-again Christian. I was like, so she didn't want to give up the cheeks no more. She didn't want to give up the cheeks. She was a born, she was a born-again Christian six months later. And was an engineer doctor. And was like talking about we live in a parallel universe. She was completely going crazy. I mean, it wasn't crazy, but it was just a different level of thinking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, grab ankles, grab ankles. And she liked to grab ankles. She was great. But uh, yeah, she was talking about the parallel universe, simulated reality. I ain't never heard no crazy shit like that. I was like, this woman is. <laughs> she was also the kind of, uh, Kay- uh, she was a flatback too. All right, tall, long legs. And she was the type of Kaylee. That the dog would be on the bed while you smashing, licking your legs. All right. She was that type of a. <laughs> she had a dog that didn't have no teeth and the tongue would hang out. Talk, Doug, just dog, just looking like this. <laughs> right. Looking at this ugly ass dog. And then you just be. And the dog just be standing there on the bed, looking at her, licking your leg. I get this goddamn dog. Man, it's crazy. Anyway. I don't know about I don't know about simulations. I don't know about parallel universes. It seems plausible. It seems plausible. I just don't know anything about it. And um, I did see multiverse. I do have seen these multiverse Marvel multiverse movies, and they're completely creep me out. I saw the uh, Mexican. I saw the Mexican Spider Man. <laughs> The Puerto Rican Spider-Man. I did see the Puerto Rican Spider-Man. My son was like, watch the Puerto Rican Morales Spider-Man. I'm like, a Puerto Rican Spider-Man? What's going on? Where the white people at? (laughs) Right, anyway. And then they got me watching this goddamn multiverse. I was like, man, I can't take this shit, man. Who thinks of this? But anyway, shout out to Miles Morales. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm like, this world is too much, man. I was, I lived in a simpler time. Hot dogs, French fries, He-Man, She-Ra. You know what I mean? Go-Bots, Transformers. 
I lived in a simple time. Now y'all got things too complicated, talking about multiverse. And then every verse that he jumped to, they were there, but it was slightly different. I'm like, I ain't got no time for this shit, man. You just, this is, this is too much, man. I can't. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> right. I'm, I can't think like this, man. I'm a simple guy. I just want to come over, get cheese and crackers, eat some summer sausage. You know what I mean? Drink some water. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to do all this, man, thinking when I go to these. <laughs> right. Anyway, look, man, I just, I'm just, man. Uh, most of these people who make these be on drugs, by the way. All right. And the Puerto Rican Miles Morales mama was fine as hell, but she's a cartoon. She's my type of Puerto Rican. <laughs> she's my type. Of, he's, man, I would grow up on Dukes of Hazard, Knight Rider, a talking car. That's plausible. I can deal with that. That's a reach. It's a talking car. It's a computer on wheels. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> now they want to go. Now they want me to think about the multiverse. I'm not. This is too much. All right. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the show. This show is already off the rails. Straggle and Cynical Theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Cynical Theater. Uh, what do we got going on here? We got, oh my lord, uh, some somebody's Caribbean wife done showed up and showed out. Let's take a look. And it says, How to keep a man faithful. Mm-mm-mm. What country is she from? Is she from Jamaica? Is she a tether? All right, what's going on here? How to keep a man faithful? Is it just body yadi? Okay, here we go. Thank you, babe. <laughs> yeah, yo. Man. Uh-oh. Thank you, babe. Sister. Oh, my goodness. All right, stay focused. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must Stay focused. Now that plate looking better than the sister. That plate looking better than the sister. There's a lot of there's a lot of no veggies on that plate though. Where are the vegetables at? Where are the veggie tables? There's some veggie tables in there, I suppose. That'll keep a ninja fat, boy. Mm. She cooked that up. She definitely cooked that up right there. Hey, where you at, sister? Where you at? Hey, man, if she can't do this to y'all, if she can't, if your girl can't do this, she just a side piece. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. If your girl can't do this, she is not wifey. Yeah, that brother's starving. I'm just letting you know, man, we got to raise the bar on these straggles. I don't care what your body look like. Can you do this for me? Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. I'll take this and I'll get the broccoli later. I'll get the spinach later. I get the kale when I go see Kaylee because Kaylee got the kale. All right. But I want some of this. Yeah, that brother's starving. And then I want mine visiting that sister for a little. Yeah, where she at? Okay. Yeah, we could get her with her fake hair and all that. Yeah, look at her. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Boy, she, oh, my Lord. That's a little too much for me, but I'll, be, I, I'll fold it up. Ninjas are starving. Look at that. Yeah, that brother's starving. Look at that right there. Holy mackerel. 
for the big booty like in ninjas. This is definitely not a flat bag, boy. There's some jelly back there. Look at all that wagon she dragging. Ninjas is low, boy. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. My. I'm folding. <laughs> he said the light's off. All right, ladies, man. Hey, where are the ladies at, man? We need to raise the prices up on these ladies. I need this meal. I need this meal. Hey, ladies, can you get, can y'all do this? No, y'all can't do this. American women can't do this. All right, they can't do this. I'm raising the prices on you skeezers. Next one, what do we got here? Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. Oh, this is a black man, first time in the suburbs. All right, shout out to this black man. Uh, he probably is from Detroit. Uh, and he he went out to the suburbs. I don't know what took him out there. But uh, he's now saying what he's noticed between the city and suburbs. People get mad when I say this, but you could tell you out here with the white folks because everything is out. Ain't no niggas standing around begging, can I pump your gas? And they even got the snacks out. Look, you can get your snacks and get it yourself. You can't do that in the hood. They won't have that shit out in the hood. Look, oil and everything. Them niggas will steal this shit as soon as they put it out. It ain't about living white. It's about living right. <laughs> that said, stay on point. People All right. Candace says she going to do that for me. I'm going to hold you to it, sister. I'm going to hold you to it. All right. I need, I'm talking about that southern, them southern sisters. I'll be out there. Tell me where you live. You live in the back of uh, South Carolina? All right. This guy right here is telling you, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, listen, I grew up in the suburbs in my tail end of my teenage years. All right. Lived in a lot of suburbs. This is normal. And uh, he's saying the ninjas would steal it. Well, it just depends on what ninjas. Obviously, suburban ninjas won't steal it. All right. But a lot of people don't know, man. Like, you don't know that that's what it is. It ain't about living white. It's about living right. He's saying they got the waters out, the antifreeze. They got the oil, the snacks. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, do you live in the hood? This is Bodega Poppy would never. Bodega Poppy would never. They got the black and miles out too. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, hey, man, this is crazy. Uh, so, he, oh, they got the sodas out. They work on the honor system. They work on the honor system. Yeah, you would never steal there. They would steal and be like, why are you stealing? Do you need me to buy that? You would steal here and somebody would pay for it. You would steal here and somebody would pay for it. But of course, if uh, there's multiple poor people, they would steal it all and make noise and, and break the glass and kick the thing over. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, a lot of people don't know this. This is kind of how it works in areas like this. It's about living right. And with that said, stay on point. People get mad when I say this, but you could tell you out here with the white folks. Because everything is out. Ain't no niggas standing around begging, can I pump your gas? And they even got the snacks out. Look, you can get your snacks and get it yourself. You can't do that in the hood. They won't have that shit out in the hood. Look, oil and everything. Hey, who remembers? Um, I remember, you know, this is kind of going back for a lot of people. You don't know this. This is before debit cards. Uh, and I have to change my filter because it's the sun's dropping right now. But back before there were debit cards, there were gas stations where you would have to pay uh, before you pump, right? So what you would do is you take your cash in. Those were the days. You take your cash in. You say how much 
You'd have to wait in line how much you want at the pump. And then you would say, I want $10 on pump two. Now, you're saying $10 is not a lot of gas. In my teenage years, that could get you 10 gallons of gas. As I got into my mid-20s, it was more like five gallons of gas. But you could still go somewhere on $10. I know it seems weird. It seems weird. But $10 can get you a half a tank of gas. Yes. <laughs> now, back then, in the suburban communities, you didn't even have to do that. You didn't even have to go in to pump the gas. You can pump the gas and then go in and pay, okay? That's when you knew, that's when you knew you was in the suburbs because back then you would go to an inner city store or somewhere in the middle and then you would have to, would have to unlock the pump. So you would have to go in before they would unlock the pump. But there were some gas stations you could pump first then go pay. It was unlocked. It was completely unlocked. Who remembers that? That was a, That's when you knew you were in a good area. You would pump the gas first and then go pay. That's when you knew. But then ninjas, no, I don't know who it was. Then they started stealing. They started stealing the gas. Now, that was a time, guys. That's how, that's how old I am. That's how old I am. You used to pump your gas first, then pay. All right, yeah. Right. Yeah. That was a whole different time. That was a whole different time. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a lot of people don't know that they're, they don't know. We, we, we live in a different world. So when you hear older people be like, man, times have changed. Times have changed. Yes. Times have changed. It is a different time. Like what we used to do and what we do now is, is completely different. This is why I'm so doom and gloom. Because I, I remember a time, and I'm, I'm still young comparatively to a lot of older people, right? The world that we live in now is a simulation, if you will. It is not the real world. It is similar. It is similar to Back to the Future, where we went on a skewed timeline somewhere. Donald Trump got a hold of the Gray Sports Anatomy. He became pres- uh, Gray Sports Almanac. Donald Trump went to the... Uh, passed to the future, got the Gray Sports Almanac, gave it to himself in 1950. This ninja became Donald Trump, and we on a skewed timeline where he's filthy, rotten, rich, and becomes the president. We we jump we jump the parallel. I don't know if it's 5G. I don't know what it is, but this is not the real world. We are definitely on a skewed timeline, <laughs> right? For sure, man, this is a weird time. We was doing stuff a little bit, and of course, there was always crime and stuff, but uh, it is a different world, different world. All right, here we go. Yeah, Trump is Biff, I'm convinced. <laughs> we need to get on the correct timeline. We need somebody to go back to the past, stop Trump from getting the gray sports almanac, and stop his ass from becoming the president. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's not Trump. Maybe it's somebody else. Somebody else, anyway. All right, anyway, let's talk about this straggling sniggle theater. Um, your girl, your girl will be taken to these streets. In these streets. With ease. This is a rap artist named OG Greedo. 
No, 03 Greedo. I think that's his name. I cannot be certain. I'm going to turn down the audio because the audio, I can't handle it. But uh, it says right here, yeah, for the streets. Uh, uh, wow. Okay, Kaylee. Yeah, anytime you see a white girl at a rap concert with ninjas like this, you know it's a rap. All right, and so Kaylee's up there slamming that sloppy yogurt around. She's excited about it. Let's go ahead and review it. So um, there's 03 Greedy, whatever it is, Greedo. There's Kaylee. She's enjoying the scene, and uh, she's propped up. She's on a bench shaking her sloppy yogurt. All right, and uh, let's see what happens here. Uh-oh, what is going on here? Snatched the girl and took her on. Uh-oh, is that your girl gone? Your girl gone, fam. Your girl gone. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> All right, he gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. All right. Stuck you for your oh man, just that easy. And there she is. They making her work. They about to put her on the track. Look, dance, bitch. Dance. Oh man, this is cold bloody. Your girl can be got that easily. Man. Never, man. These Theo foes ain't loyal. Check them out right here. Here they come. Got, oh, got him for his bitch. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, man. Hey, the streets are cold, man, and it's an evil world. It's an evil world we live in. This is why you don't take women out to stuff like this. Why do y'all need to just take them to basketball games and football games and rap concerts? You never take your girl like that. Your girl gonna get got. Look. All right. Pookie got your girl. Legs up, toes about to be up, ten toes up. Got you for your bitch. Wow. Gotcha, bitch. It's a cold world out here, man. And grabbed her Captain Caveman style. Dragged her by her ponytail and she was leaking and soft and wet. Man, it's a cold world for your brothers out here. And she gone with a smile on her face. <laughs> All right, look. Just like that, and got your girl. Look at your look at your ninja right here, man. Look at him, look at him. He's like, yo, you big dummy. Mm -mm -mm. She about to get throttled. Trying. She about to get smoked out. She about to get headed to Pound Town. Got you for your bitch. Oh man, look at him. Oh man, no, he man, he gonna be clutching his pillow tonight. He probably coach gang too. He gonna be clutching his pillow. Why you bring your girl up there and let her twerk, man? Oh, I'm a, I'm a not, I'm a secure man. I'm secure. I let my girl twerk. Y'all insecure ninjas, and then your girl got got. Indeed. Gotcha, bitch. Yep. But he gonna be clutching his pillow tonight, and she gonna come back. Are you mad at me? <laughs> Leaking. She gonna take the whole team. Is she? Are you mad at me? <laughs> Look, he walking off. He looking back. He's say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. She for the streets. In these streets. All right. What happened, man? Oh, Francisco. Hey, man, there's one behind you right there. All right. There's a sloppy yoga right there. Go get your hyena. She saw you lose. Go get your hyena. And it's an evil world, man. All right. She gone, man. He like shaking his head, man. Shaking his head. Gen Z. Uh-oh, and what's she doing? Look, they about to put her ass to work. Look, there she is right there. There she is. He like, bitch, dance, bitch. Get the dancing. He's slamming her around. They touching on her, following her. Uh-oh. He got one last look, and that's what he looking at right there. All right, them pushing her around, them pushing her face in the pillow, taking turns. 
<laughs> Next month, I'm pregnant. I think it's yours. It ain't yours, fam. It's one of these guys right here. One of these guys. They just are pushing on her. Look, bitch, push. Get get the work. Get get good. Get a pimp's money. They got her. Look how they grabbing on her. All right. Yep. She. Hey, ladies, you had the good life and you had to upgrade, didn't you? And now you about to get used and discarded, bitch. He said, I told you, bitch, start dancing. Look, let me show you. Look, look, push her, pushing her around, just yanking the bitch. Look, hey, man, show that. Get this, go, get, get, get up him some dollar. Get, get up. Oh, no, man. Trying. Man, brothers, it is a cold, cold world, man. Your girl thought these dudes was cool and they got snatched up. All right, what about this? Let me see if I can find this clip right here. I'm going to have to reset this up. This is a guy that uh, found out his fiance ain't ish. Let me reshare the screen. See here. Okay, I got it. I don't, I didn't think I would do it. All right, here it is right here. In the engagement, if he can't afford a big wedding that she wants, quote, she says, I want the best and I deserve the best. Oh, man. Let's see what this guy has to put up with. Uh, let's see here. I deserve. Okay, any woman say they deserve, they out of their mind. All right, come on. All right, here we go right here. Grateful. You see what I want. All right, so let's say in an event, I couldn't afford no wedding like that. Then, then. we wouldn't be getting married. So, uh, so that's what it's about that's then. Exactly it's, it's, about. it's about the money. It's not about the money. It's about what I want. And what I want is But I thought what you wanted wedding. was me, though. I thought, you, I thought okay. we were doing this for our love. We can do that for love. That's See, nice. I just want to live like a normal, little, nice, little, happy, quiet life. But that's she nice. want to be all festive. Yes, because I'm a festive and, person. And try to keep up with the like Joneses. The like, that's not what it's about. I don't even about. know the Joneses. I'm a festive person, and I like to have the best. And I deserve the best. Damn, that's who he arguing with? Y'all ninjas is thirsty, man. I know I didn't have the baddest bitches either. He can all say that about everybody. This is who you begging. See, this is the problem. We really out here begging these slump busters. We really out here begging slump busters to be with us. We down bad. <laughs> right? Dude, when they start talking like this, we got the power. Walk off. And that's, that's social media. That's social media stuff about your head. That's social media stuff about your head. I'm not getting married. No I'm, I'm not nothing cheap right. about me, but I'm just like, saying. That's like a joke right now. You, you, I, we could be, we could be using those expenses for other stuff. Okay, you I'm can make more money to, for other stuff after we get my wedding that I want. So don't ask me to marry you. Don't ask me to marry you at your own house. So do you want to marry me or you want to marry my wife? I want to marry at the venue. Uh, there's a part two. Oh, I want to marry at the venue that I picked out. <laughs> and that's that. Like, there's nothing else really to talk about. You can give me what I want and don't give me nothing at all. You can marry somebody else at a courthouse. I'm not taking that from you. If you want to get married at a courthouse so bad because that's important to you, you can do it with somebody else. It ain't. It, it's just why, okay. spend, why spend all that extra money for the because same? Because that's what I want. That's just, what just I want. Have, and that's what I'm going to have. Right, so maybe further on down the line, okay. maybe maybe no, that, no. that could be that could happen. Do it right the first but... time and you don't got to do it again. Do it right the first time. You don't have to do it again. If you want to get married at a courthouse, go do that with somebody else. Be cheap with somebody else. But if you want to be with me, you already know. I already said my and piece. This, and this is I said I my piece. I'm not going to keep talking about it because it's getting redundant at this time. Wow, man. We in bad shape. We in bad shape out here, man. All right. You got to be like Nino and New Jack. I'll cancel that bitch. Look at me. I know it's hard, man. Imagine what it's going to look like once they get married. 
This um, dude, you're about to spend the rest of your life with this woman. You won't even make it two years. But what is this is out of order is that why is he paying for the wedding? She obviously ain't got no daddy. Because in traditional relationships, it is the father that pays for the wedding. It is the father's fa- uh, it is the It is the father of the bride. It is the father of the bride that pays for the wedding, a.k.a. tradition. Y'all want tradition so bad, your daddy is supposed to pay. The bride's father is supposed to pay. That is tradition. Okay, because it's similar to a bride price dowry. It's similar to passing on. But no. No, you ain't got no daddy, and you taking a daddy issue, bish. A woman ain't got no damn family, and now she making you pay for the wedding, the engagement ring. This shit is out of control, man. We need to go back to tradition. All right, because you guys are out here just thirsty and starving, and it's sad. All right, putting up with bullshit. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. We need to cuff our balls. We need to grow up. Gentlemen, if you're watching me, I know it seems odd that I'm talking like this because I remember when the guys that helped me through, somebody said, wow, I didn't know. In fact, yes, that is tradition. It is the daughter. It is the wife's. It is the bride's father in tradition that pays for the wedding. Black people don't know this shit. <laughs> at least most black folks don't know, but at least a lot of people in America don't know. So if she's asking for tradition, that's what she needs to do. She needs to find her father. All right. So anyway, uh, it's crazy, man. Stop settling out here. I remember when I was going through my journey in the crimson capsule, I would listen to people who sound downright outlandish. And I sound downright outlandish to a lot of young people and a lot of men that watch me. You're like, this is crazy. Like, yo, this is crazy. This guy's talking like this. I can never be like this. Guys, and eventually when I was in my journey and I was down bad and I was getting finessed out here and it was complicated dealing with these women and I was going through a divorce and trying to get dating, trying to get grounded, I started listening to men that had strength and confidence. I started listening to men that had some goddamn common sense. And then it took a little bit of time to apply pressure it took a little time to get my confidence up. It took a little time to look within myself. It took a little time to stop simping because we're conditioned to simp. And then once I finally cuffed my balls, shit got crazy. I mean, shit got easier. Once you start telling these bitches, kick rocks, walking off, telling them, hey, man, bitch, you better grow up. Once you start doing that, then you realize, that then you're mad because we're going to actually talk about this when we get to the cold approach. Because the game guys that I talk about, they actually are right in a lot of instances. They're, now, their method, their delivery is somewhat I, I can't agree with. But when they talk about confidence, when they talk about be a man, they're absolutely right. Because we're not being men out here. We're being punk, weak, limp-wristed, jellyback, spineless cowards. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're being coward-ass men. Trying to fit some narrative that is non-existent. And so just like that male you saw earlier, begging that woman, he had no spine, no sense of reverend X in that bitch. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Tell a bitch to cut. I mean, you cut. Uh, you cut. But what happened is we allow, allow, negotiate, trying to explain, trying to make them understand, rationalize logic. Trust me, man, I wasn't always this cold. Shout out to Steph is cold. I'm not stealing his thing, but I wasn't always cold hearted. 
But cold-hearted is how you survive. Cold-hearted is how you survive this. Being this bitch ninja right here, she really don't love you. No, 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 they really don't love you at all. None of them love you, right? So you just get walked over because you walk overable. When they talk about masculine frame, this is what they're talking about. He has no masculine frame, no frame at all. So again, PUAs, dating coaches, I kind of get on them a little bit. But in comparison to that guy and then masculine frame game, mouthpiece, I would rather you have the mouthpiece and frame than to be that guy. Because that guy right there is what women, especially, uh, I won't pick on black women today, especially in the hood. Uh, and it don't matter what race the hood woman is. It could be a white trailer park trash hood chick. It could be a Puerto Rican chick. If you're in this frame, you're going to get walked over. It's going to be sad. So anyway, anyway. Uh, we trying to correct a lot of your errors. And to be honest, I have admitted this. Okay. I've admitted this. Um, most of our problems, we actually caused it. Yeah. As much as you want to talk about women this and women that, at the end of the day, most of those problems we allowed. Are you ready? Are y'all ready to accept your responsibility? Once you accept it, remember the acceptance phase is where everything lies. I accept the fact. I accept the fact that I came in wrong dealing with women. I was wrong as fuck. I was wrong. I came in weak, limp-wristed. I was trying to simp for all that simp and falling short of the glory of the free agent lifestyle. I did not come in with my frame. I did not come in right-minded. It was us. Now, as soon as I switched, now, I didn't wait for women to switch. I switched. Soon as I switch my shit up, guess what? Now I don't have them problems. <laughs> Soon as I switch my shit, I didn't wait for her to switch. And what I had to do was leave all them. Okay, I messed up with these women. I actually did that one time. I went in with the woman. I actually knew what I was doing, but I let I gave up a kind of a commitment too easy. I let her get something too way too easy without working for it. And I was like, damn. And then a couple of days later, she started acting funny. I was like, you know what? We need to start over. And I was like, that's it. I'm not, I, I take my commitment back, <laughs> right? And I walked off, ignored her. And the reason I did it was because I messed up. She didn't mess up. She actually tried to do, she did what she did. But I wasn't even a couple of weeks in and I was like, oh, and I was like, what am I doing? I messed up. I wasn't simping. I just came in wrong. And I said, you know what? That's it. I was like, it's uh, before we even get too deep, that's that's it. I, I already messed up. And I didn't even have to tell her. You don't even have to tell her. But I came in too nice. I came in and gave up leverage too easy. I came in and gave up a commitment too easy. And I was like, you know what? I, I messed up. This shit ain't going to go right. Let me just break this shit off right here. And she, what? What happened? What? Ha it's, it's too much to explain. Don't worry about it. <laughs> too much to explain but I fucked up so <laughs> have a good one <laughs> have a good one so uh, then I came in and then I said I had to change not the women I had to change not the women 
If you're waiting for women to change and make it easy for you, you are you're going to be have another thing coming here. And so the guys that are telling you that you guys are critiquing, that you find errors in their way, when they say be a man, it starts with the man. I think either Steve or Coach EO says that. It starts with you. It is absolutely the right advice. You got to be, you got to be a man first. You got to learn how to be a man first. When you switch to being a man and not a punk-ass boy and a pussy fiend-ass ninja, when you start being a man, that shit is easy. You stop dealing, all right? You stop dealing with bullshit from women because they ain't never going to change for you. You got to change on their ass, all right? All right, anyway. So when we get to the cold approach, that's what it is about. All right, anyway, shout out to our brother, no government name. You're a great motivator. He says, you ever win any college championships as a coach? Um, I did as an assistant coach. Uh, we won the, uh, I think I have two conference championships and NCAA tournament appearance twice, but then I got a lot of losing seasons. So um, I've won and lost, and as of, as have every coach. So, um, yeah, I've been to the NCAA tournament twice. Fun experience. And I've been at the bottom of the standings. So I've been uh, everywhere in between. High school coach as well. Uh, but I've always took over, like, project as a head coach. I always took over tough programs to try to turn them over. Uh, a couple I've done been successfully turned them into winning teams, and sometimes I failed. I failed bad at one job. But this is what it is. Um, I do have I do have championship rings up there. I don't know if you can see them. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me show you guys. I don't know if you guys will be interesting. Interested in it. I'll, sh I'll show you guys real quick. Uh, championship rings. You guys want to see some championship rings real quick? What's up with the mods? What are you guys on, man? Okay. All right. Did I get you right there? Shout out to Glenn Beck. Uh, let's see. There's a cash app. It says expired. I don't know what that means. It says coach women on Twitter posting their what? Punanis. I'm not sure. I'll show you in a minute. I'll take a break and then I'll show you. Uh, I'll show you. Uh, let's see here. Let me check it out. Let me check out Super Chats and whatnot. Uh, uh, John Ellison says, Lions, baby. Who's next? Are they? I did not tell you. Are they winning? Are they winning? I'll show you the rings here in a minute. I'll show you the rings and I'll tell you what they mean and all that stuff. There are no, there are no diamonds. <laughs> all right, there are no diamonds. I didn't even do the outro to Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, Lions are tripping. Shout out to Andrew. Andre. Andre Jones says, sup, coach and the coach gang. Let me get that. Hey, yo, chill, Sean. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Officer Brooks. Brooks says, coach has been bringing the heat this week. And since 2021, I've changed based on yours. All right, he says, fellas, listen to this man. Don't just hear him, and that's a co-sponsorship. Listen. I'm rich, 24 to 3. Didn't I tell you the Cowardly Lions is going to do something today? Somebody lost $500. Somebody lost 500 bucks. All right, how did Brooks get deleted? <laughs> wait a minute. Who? Wait, 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 wait. How did Brooks get deleted for a super chat? Give me, give me a second. Oh, because he capitalized. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Hold on for a second. Aceto deleting super chats. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Why you delete them, fam? Hold up. Mm. 
There is a mod in here that's tripping. Aceto, what you doing? I might have to give him a break. Hold on for a second. I gotta I gotta figure that out. You just deleted a super chat. Somebody got the somebody somebody's got somebody's. But I know it's all caps, but you put them on timeout and deleted a super chat. Hold on for a second. Let me see here. Let me fix this real quick. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to put it, pull it up. All right, hold on for a second. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me see if that helps. <laughs> Yo, y'all bugging, man. They bugging over there. They cutting them. All right, he just del- he just donated 50 bucks, and then you de- deleting this ninja for all caps. All right, you got to let it rest just a little bit. I appreciate you. Triggerverse, he says, uh, okay, uh, I got him already. Hey, that's on the Notorious Shadow. They got him. They over there. They cutting off heads over there. They over there. Aceto was like, now nah, I got to cut you. <laughs> okay, uh, Charles W. says, I got a few years on you, coach. Every gas station was like that. There you go. He grew up in the Mr. Sandman. Bring me a dream. All right, shout out to you. Yes, I, man, all gas stations. You grew up with the gas stations with the, um, the non-digital display. All right, but we remember that. All right, we got one more, and then we're going to get on with the, uh, I'll show you the rings, and I'll get my outro on Straggle and Sniggle. It's a full moon. Ninjas is going crazy. <laughs> Somebody even said the, the, the people were tripping. All right, James Marquez says, hey, coach, in Mexico, they refer to a side guy or Chad type as a guy um, or the, the Chad type of guy as Sancho. All right, we're going to actually have to remember that. Sancho is Chad or Tyrone, side guy, the happy side guy. All right, Straggle and Sniggle is done. Give me one second here. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? I'm muted. We're back. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I had to jump up out of the chair real quick. Let me uh, get, put my banners back up. We're almost at the main event. Check this out. Championship rings. I'll show you this one here. This championship ring right here is a, uh, I think this was the SWAC championship ring, NCAA tournament. Uh, this was what it looks like. It's Damn, I dropped it. This is a silver ring right there. And it says, you can barely see it. I don't know if you can see it right there. Southern University, that's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, we won the SWAC. I think this was the NCAA tournament ring. All right. My other ring is not there. It's a Cal State Northridge tournament ring. You can't really see the details with the camera. But that's what the ring looks like. And it says, it has my name on one side. It says SWAC champions. SWAC champions. And then it says Jaguars. All right, so that's a, that's a championship ring right there. And then they also have this one. It's similar. I don't know why they gave us two rings, but it says 26 and 5 NCAA. This is not a pretty ring right here. There's a blue. I don't know what the blue stone is. I don't know what it is, but it's a gold ring. And it says NCAA on the other side, 26 and 5. 
And it says Adams on the other side right there. It's, it, this camera is not very good, but let me see here. Let me see if it pulls it up. Uh, oh, there it is right there. So that's that ring. And then uh, that's the other ring right there. Let's see if you can see it. Anyway, is it Topaz? <laughs> he said falling into the private investigator's trap. These rings are like, what? These rings are, this ring is from what? 2002? <laughs> right, 2002. Uh, what is blue? Sapphire or what? And uh, this is, uh, we actually almost lost in the semifinals. The other team was Cal State Northridge. We went to uh, both teams. We played Colorado and Colorado State. Won the uh, conference championship. But I'm going to tell you, man, I had some losing seasons, terribly losses, terrible losing seasons as well. So when you win, you win. When you win, you win. You lose, you lose. Uh, it's part of the game. Part of the game. Anyway. Yeah, I coached that Southern. Southern. Southern, I call it. Is it Sapphire? Is Blue Sapphire? All right, there it is. It's Sapphire right there. All right, shout out to Sapphire. The other one does have a Sapphire as well. I didn't notice that. But anyway. It was a fun time. It was a rough time, too fun and all that. Uh, Yeah, and I think I had, where's the watches? I do have an NCAA tournament watch. I have two of those as well, so it was fun. Got booted in the first round. So it's Amethyst as well. But yeah, them, them, them ninja <laughs> private investigator ain't coming to get these rigs at all. All right, you can come get these rigs right there. All right, anyway. Uh, let's see here. Let me get back to the show. We got, um, uh, there were some super chats. There were some super chats. Let me do those super chats and get back to the show. All right. We got, um, Antonio Wing Chung sub coach. He says, would you do a collab with better bachelor or Mr. Lucario again? It would be fire. Uh, I will. I'm just not too hyped on collabs. Like, maybe next year, later on, I'm just not, like, a guy that wants to stop and do a collab. Like, it's not, it's just, it's too much. Just, like, scheduling, talking back and forth. But, uh, yeah, I'll do it at some point. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Mrs. Miss Joy, not Mrs. For the barbecue fun, hopefully you can watch Girl Gone, Girl Gone Girl too soon. I messed all of that up. Hopefully you can watch Gone Girl soon. The crazy chick makes Carly Russell uh, look like reindeer games. All right, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to watch it. Uh, maybe not this weekend because I'm going to be on the road. Decido Rusco, he says, for my ninja Brooks, he says, my bad Twitter trigger fingers, Twitter fingers, free agent for life. Shout out to you. And that's a co-sponsorship. Yeah, you paid it back. All right, uh, Deshaun, Rowe, Deshaun Rowe says, yeah, coach, us cowardly lions will be waiting on your so-called wannabe Raiders when they come to Detroit for Monday Night Football. Mm. Well, listen, I don't know what to do with that. I'm not too confident in the Raiders. And after next, after this Sunday's game, I don't know what's going to happen. But the Lions will be good. All right. Ebony Williams, guys. Let's talk about Ebony Williams. 
Ebony Williams gets credit. And this is going to be from the Bref Breakfast Club. I don't think I can play the, I'm, I don't know if I can play the video. I might play a portion of the audio. I wonder if I can find the audio somewhere else. Because if I play, if I play this video, it's going to get a copyright. Breakfast Club copyrights everybody. All right, so I meant to pull it up. So I might have to play the audio. All right, let me see something here. Where's the Breakfast Club on this on this YouTube? Well, as you guys know, uh, Ebony Williams did a flip-flop in which she starts talking about people hitting the wall, right? And so uh, she talked about women hitting the wall. Men don't care about their college degree. She just basically just stole Kevin Samuels' whole swag. But we know Kevin Samuels got a lot of what he talked about from all of us as a collective. So he was preaching to a broad audience, collective thoughts that we've been sharing between each other for a long time. All right. So then Ebony K. Williams, I talked about it last night. She came back and basically just swagger jacked us. Now, as a result, this woman that you saw pictured on the screen, I might have to just play the audio. I'll play the audio. I'll, I'll show you the video. This woman right here, she's looking like, um, I don't know what they even called it. But she's going to say, maybe Ebony K. Williams is white. Did Angry Man show this? Did Angry Man show this already? Did he get a copyright? <laughs> Did he get a copyright? But um, so here it is right here. She's going to say, Maybe Ebony K. Williams has a point, right? Straight jacket. And here we go. This is crazy. Let's see what we got. Here we go. It is today. We're going to oh, wait. It's on, it's on hyperspeed. Let me go back. Mm-hmm. Is it 1X? Be educated and just, you know, something that she's talking about that are that is. Uh, my brothers, I think this is a conversation for the women. I, I think, think we should stand down and watch this one. Um, I think that you guys could be helpful in this conversation. So mm -hmm. when I first heard heard this, nope. when I first heard this or saw a bit of it, I was like, oh, Lord, here she goes again, telling us women what we should do. And if we don't, our lives are over and blah, 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 blah. And then I re-listened and I don't fully disagree with her. Mm. All right. So you heard that. I'm just playing the audio only. So she first said what Ebony K, and if you missed what she said, I showed it last night. She eventually just said every red pill talking point known to man. But then she says, right, and this is against what she's normally preaching. So this woman said, oh, at first I heard it, I didn't want to hear it. All right, I didn't want to hear it, telling women X, Y, and Z. Then she missed, then she heard it again. I know there's no video. I'm only going to show the audio. We're only going to show the audio. I'm going to get a copyright. Chill out. Now she's saying Ebony K. Williams is right. Which is weird because that's exactly what we've been saying. As a matter of fact, for reference, let's pull up what Ebony K. Williams actually said. Ebony K. Williams. I don't even know if I can find her clip. Oh, here it is right here. Oh, no, that's on the Breakfast Club, so I can't show it. Uh, let's see here if I can find it. All right. I showed it last night. Hmm. Let's see here. Degrees. Is it on her show? 
everybody covered. I actually talked about it last night before everybody did. If you see it, I beat everybody to it. But she's saying that Ebony K. Williams basically said the wall is undefeated. All right, so everybody got it. Now let's listen to this woman again. Where's the woman at? The woman on The Breakfast Club. See if I can find it. We're going to listen to her again. She's going to now explain why Ebony was right. All right, here we go right here. No video. No video. What, what, now, what, what that, do you agree with? So what, what do you disagree I, with? So what I disagree with is when she says, as we age, and this is, I mean, certain, certain things are science, but I just think that the way that it's talked about, it it puts a bad, like, cloud over women of a certain age, right? So she mm-hmm. talks about our partner and our marriage market value depreciating. This cannot be, dude, this cannot be real. This cannot be real. The, she said, as women age, their market value decreases. Remember, Ebony K. Williams was a feminist as of yesterday. She would, was anti these talking points. Now she came back, double back, swagger jacked everybody in the red pill. Straight jacket. And now this woman's like, hmm, maybe she's right. Oh, this is crazy. This is nuts. I can't believe this. Let's go ahead and hear what else she has to say. I don't feel that in my life. Like, as Mm -hmm. I get older, I feel like I am getting to, like, my, I have money to do things now. The people I'm meeting are different now. Mm -hmm. Like, I. What about them eggs, though? Let me know what. But when she, no, but when, okay, so then she goes into, then she goes into fertility and she talks about that. And yes, there are certain things that scientifically you cannot get around, but Mm -hmm. there's options now. And if. Man. This is weird. This is weird. Again, this is a simulation. This is a parallel universe. So now, oh, she talked about biologically the wall. We can't have kids. But, 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 but I feel that. I feel that I have more money. I feel that I'm meeting new people. I feel. But, yeah, she is right about that. But there's ways around it. There's egg freezing. There's more audio. Listen. If you are one of the women that she's talking about that are that is pursuing a degree and you're doing pretty well for yourself, you have the option to do things to preserve and and do whatever you want when you want to do it. It's but not, you have to do it early. You do, you and, and it's not early. it's not the common thing to do. But women have options now, mm-hmm. so those are the only things I don't agree with, and I hate when people use that to like start this conversation because I think it takes away from everything else, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with me. And then when I went back and re-listened to it at the end of the video, she talks about number one. She says if that's what they choose, I think people are looking over that. She's giving us the choice. No, 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 no. She did say that, but now you see they're trying to wriggle out of it. This is why when you deal with women. You cannot give them a choice. When you deal with women, you can't give them a choice. And this is why I learned this through years of working with women. The reason why you can't give them a choice is they'll take the choice. All right. When you tell them there's a 98% chance that this will happen, but there's a 2% chance that this will happen. They'll always take the 2%. They'll be like, oh, so you're saying there's a chance? Okay, yeah, I'll go with that. All right, forget the fact that you're completely right. Forget the fact that it makes sense. Well, there is a chance, and there is a choice, and you gave me an out, they're going to take that. All right, never give them a choice. You're dealing with, you're dealing with children. You got to treat them like such. As soon as you give them a the choice, they'll just take the out, <laughs> right? And then they'll take the out, and there's a low chance it'll happen, and they'll be mad that the low chance situation did not present itself. And then they'll come back and they said, well, you said there was a chance that would happen. Then you come back and you say, yeah, there was a small chance. 
there was a larger chance that the opposite would happen and you took the small chance. Oh, but why? When? When? That's not fair. So she's trying to accept it, then wriggling out of it. Yeah, well, there's a choice. And there's options. There's no options, man. And then she now says, she always is. And the, uh, see, but I, I get blindsided by all the other stuff. Because you watch clips. You got to watch things in their full context. So, and then I... W- Didn't even address it. Then she talks about targeting women starting to target the same pool of men. Oh. I agree with this. And we were just talking about this in a room. We had a great conversation before y'all came in here. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that they're the pool of men who are... Basically, really focused on building a family, really committed to that, are going to be educated and just, you know, a certain level of like just life experience and and companionship. She doesn't say anything about money, Mm -hmm. but she just says that partner that you're looking for, that real partner. And you like hood niggas, so your your pool is broad. First of all, I like a balance. I like, you know, you you, I could Tupac with a degree. Take you around and you're not scared, but right. you're legally doing well for yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She said you're legally doing well. Okay. I had to make that clear because, mm-hmm. you know, I changed my life. See? But um, I've changed. <laughs> I'm grown now. Don't nobody want to be worried about where you at. Do I got to check the Vine link online? Oh, my goodness. Are mm-hmm. you booked? Like, I don't know about anybody trying to yeah, exactly. get bail and all that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that um, when she talks about the targeting the pool of men, I'm recently out of a relationship of over 10 years. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And I have. Why you laugh, <laughs> yo? Charlamagne. I'm being serious over here. And like Damn, they cannot complete a thought, man. Straight jacket. This is why I do my show by myself. This is why I do my show by myself. She's about, let me just say what she's about to say. She's finding out that she has less options because now all the women are doing the 80-20 rule. That's basically what she said. All right. She's, so, she's saying that now that women have a little bit of money and they have a little bit of career, they're all targeting a small pool of men. Your, your pool of men shrink. That's what she's saying, and that's what we've been saying forever. Not only that, she says she wants Tupac with a degree. She wants a balance of thug and protector and hood swag and immaturity, but a little bit of responsibility. This is a sickening world. <laughs> the world makes me sick. You know why? Because all of this that we've done is taking women now to basically swagger jack the whole thing. Straight jacket. And now they've taken it as their own talking points. Mm. All they did was clip us. They, dis- they discarded us. They ignored us. Then when the, we, they could no longer ignore us, they had to shame us. Then when they shamed us, then they had to say we were wrong. Now we were wrong. Disregard, block, censor. Then all of a sudden... Oh, copy, put it on a different face, dress that shit up, pat boom, get the woman out here to do the tap dance. Now they want to listen to it. This is unreal. (laughs) Right? Damn. This is a cold world out here. And all Ebony K. Williams did was come over here and finally deal with reality. Her reality revealed itself. She started listening to me. And Ebony, you still do have an invite to CGA's house. But now Ebony's now saying something and everybody has in this, oh, yeah, wow. Maybe she has a point. Unbelievable. Mm. Yep, they tap dance on Kevin Samuel's grave. They said, ding dong, the ninja is dead. They said he was wrong. Now all of a sudden, mm, maybe she has a point. Really? It is true. It's not what you say is how you say it when it comes to women. 
And it is the absolute fact. It is the absolute fact. This is prime example. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. And also timing. When Kevin was popular, when CGA, before I was demonetized, when we were growing, the things that people can say as new content creators, you couldn't say when we were coming up. In fact, Kevin's popularity preceded the economic collapse that we're in. Right? He died before the economic collapse. He was around during COVID, but people were still living good, living off their damn um um living off their checks from the government. So nobody was feeling what they're feeling now. So he was a little bit in advance. I was a little bit in advance. We were well before our time. Now that women are suffering at the gas pump, they're suffering financially. Now Ebony K. Williams takes the same points, and now it makes more sense. Oh, that explains it. Shit. <laughs> now that winner is here and the barbarian that is at the gate, now they're willing to listen. Now they're like, oh, yeah, hmm, maybe, yeah, they stimmy check. This is crazy. This is un- unbelievable. Anyway, enough about that. Let's get on to the next one, Cold Approach. We're ready for the main event. Okay, main event time, no more cold approach. The story I want to share, um, we're going to talk about men and our role in this, but check this out. Check this out. This woman has a shirt, as you can see. She's an alpha, alpha woman. There's no such thing. She damn looks near AI. She says, I love submissive men. She has a couple of other pictures. I love submissive men. Of course, simps are going to go for this. In fact, um, here it is right here. You see the comments as a result. This is why men are in the position that we're in. Okay. 99% in love with this shirt. All right. Yes, the dedicated post. Honestly, digging that shirt. No problem with the good woman telling me what to do. This shirt is literally a need, not a want. All right. Here we go right here. Another guy. I surrender. Okay. Volunteer. I volunteer. Okay. Ninjas is just thirsty as a mother sucker. All right, but this is our new reality. We got thirsty ass people out here. Mostly weak men. Obviously, this is not good for you, but there are some men that like to be dominated, without a doubt. They like to be dominated. They like to be talked down, belittled, um, and all of that, and especially men with no leverage at all. Sometimes the man has financial leverage, and he wants to be dominated. All right, but let's talk about this cold approach thing. This is a guy here on his Twitter. All right, this is not a scientific research. This is just some guy. I don't know what it is. We're just going to use the data and interpret it. The guy's name is Alexander the Date Psychic or Psychology. I'm not sure if he's a dating coach or what, but it's just interesting conversation. Why are so many young men single? Are they excluded from a brutal mating market by society? He says probably not. He says 45% of men that he surveyed, he's his own personal survey, age 18 to 25, has never approached a woman in person. Now, we also know this is the same group where 30% of men are virgins. We also know that this is the same group where women in this age are at their prime. Okay? And so a lot of women in their age might have more status than these men. So there is uh, something going on about men being afraid, or not afraid, men having an issue approaching women. 
Now, you do have dating coaches that for years told men, don't be scared, be confident, cold approach women. If you don't cold approach women, you will not get any women. This is not true today, but it is somewhat something that people should be accustomed to doing instead of being afraid to do. I, I agree with that. You should just say, I don't like it as a strategy. I don't think it's a good strategy time-wise because time-wise you're trying not to pay, but you're eventually paying, right? I also think that in a time past, in my time, we had the cold approach, right? There was no, there was no, I mean, the, the other option would be to send your friend over to talk to her. And even that became eh. Now, in this attention-based economy, it's difficult because women get a lot of attention online and offline from thirsty men or men with a lot of confidence. So we'll break that down. But in my era, you had to start the conversation. Okay, it was, not, it, it was a non-negotiable. Some women were a, a, a little aggressive and they would choose on you. That made it easier. And then you would, most men would just take who choose on you. Some women would be coquettish, flirtish, whorish, whatever you wanted. And they will advance on you. And then you would just go ahead and finish the job. Even if they advanced on you, they just had to give you the look, give you the open door. They had to give you the invitation, the sly smile, whatever it is. That had to happen. So in times past, the game worked like this. The woman that was being approached more times gave you what people refer to as choosing signal. Today, we're telling men to approach a woman that has given you no choosing signals, which I'm against. I, I, don't, I don't like to tell men to do that as a strategy. This woman's minding her own business. And then all of a sudden, you come up as a strategy. Can it work for some men? Yes. It, it, it can't work. I just don't like that as a time consumption strategy because you're going to strike out a hell of a lot. Sometimes you might come up. Sometimes the woman's shy. Sometimes she, uh, women aren't trained on how to, women are not trained to engage into opening up to men. So now you have, they're actually trained to do the opposite, right? They're trained to actually be distracted, to look away, to look down, to look busy, to look in their phone, all right? There was a time where a woman would do something simply to signal that she's available. For instance, in Hawaiian culture, she would wear a flower either on the left or the right. One side signified that she was um, available one side signaled that she was not available right so that was a, that was her part in saying I'm available approach me available make your offer available shoot your shot like there was another time where women would actually look glance and smile not a lot of women do that today all right um, because they mostly have a distraction a phone or they think they're mm, I'm tired of these guys or a woman would uh, drop something in your area, hopefully that you would come pick it up, <laughs> all right? See, that's an example of, yes, the woman's not going to approach, but she might signify. She might signal, I'm interested. Look, smile. Knock something off the table. See if you come help, okay? Stand by the door. You're walking towards the door. She'll stop and stand there. All right, let you open the door as opposed to just throwing the door open, walking in. All right, and then letting the door swing back in your face. And then ninjas will be like, hey, I'm going to still approach you, right? Mm. Yeah, sometimes it's a handkerchief. Sometimes it's a napkin. Sometimes it's a piece of silverware. Sometimes it's a pencil. 
Okay, these are all the the things here. Or ask for a cigarette light, right? Hey, can you have a you have a lighter? All right, these are all things that a woman would do, and they were taught to do to actually open up the conversation so it would make the man comfortable. So as he's not wasting his time just talking to random women, the cold approach mindset is the guy supposed to talk out to a hundred random women, women most time in the most inopportune times. I don't like that as a sole strategy. It could be useful in many times. And I'm going to tell you how I break it down. Okay. I'm going to tell you how I break it down. Um, I break it down as to as similar to business. Sometimes these strategies are similar to business. Some things are called leads. Some things are called referrals in business A referral. Um, a lead is something that somebody might be interested in. You got something, you got a lead program, somebody, um, Somebody, um, you know, know somebody that might have something that they want to buy from you or they're looking for. I know someone looking for a good personal trainer. That would be a lead. Leads can be effective. A cold approach is similar to a cold call. You're calling somebody. You're approaching somebody who doesn't have a need. You don't know if they have a need. You don't know anything about them. You also have a referral where somebody actually called you up. Hey, do you have this? Or somebody says, hey, um. I'm interested in this or I, I want to buy this from you or they know someone that's looking for you. I talk to them and they're going to call you. That's a referral. So I try to break it down like that for people to understand it. A cold approach is like a cold call. It's a low percentage way to do business, but it can be highly effective for people who know uh, how to sell or have a script or have a way to introduce themselves, have a mouthpiece. If you have that, yeah, that could be an effective way to do it, but it's still low percentage. It is still low percentage, even if you're effective. All right, and we'll show you because this guy plotted this out. It's super low percentage, even if you're good at it. So the guy that says, hey, I'm confident, I'm not afraid to talk to women, and also I'm not afraid to um, uh, get rejected, he still is doing a low percentage of activity, no matter if he's good at it or not. As a matter of fact, if you actually, somebody mentioned this, um, if you actually took this, it would be similar to firearm training. If you ever shot firearms, most people uh, understand that a fully automatic firearm is actually a low percentage chance that you can delete someone. If you use the fully automatic weapon that actually, sp we call it spray and pray, that sprayed out, you would think that would be effective. You would think it would be effective. I got something that can skinny pop, 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 and a boom, boom, boom. You would think that would be effective. You would think you would be able to hit the target. However, you actually waste a lot of ammo, and you almost inevitably will not hit your target compared to stopping with a semi-automatic or even a damn musket Lining up your site, knowing how to shoot, lining up your site, being trained, and pow, you're most likely going to hit your target. <laughs> now, people don't realize this. People don't realize this. So you could go one for one, or you could go over one, but you'll be closer than spray and pray. Spray and pray actually waste a lot of time. You waste a lot of energy. You got hope, and hopefully you're not 
your life's not dependent on it. The spray and pray and your life dependent on it is possibly the wrong way. You don't want to do that. You want to probably aim, learn how to shoot, aim, be accurate, precision, bang. You're going to hit your target more likely than the spray and pray. You see what I mean? These are all things here. Now, the people who just blurt out, well, this is better. You're actually not dicing it up scientifically like I am. But see, you want to dice it up scientifically on your side. Well, you just don't know how to do it. I'll teach you. You just got to pay $12,000 or $1,200 so so I can hear you bullshit. But the reality is I got this down to a science and you're hearing it for free. This is accurate. Cold calling in business is a low percentage sales tactic. It's not without, it's unquestioned. It's a low percentage and time costly. It costs you time. So the time that you're doing it, you're doing it so much, you're spending a lot of time doing it to convert a small percentage of people. Facts. It's not even disputed. Same thing as a cold approach. I don't know, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know the setting. I don't know anybody here. But I'm going to just wait an hour or two, however long it takes, to approach as many women as I can to convert a small percentage. It's, it's not even question. It's, it's, uh, without, it's without question. Now, for instance, now, if you go now and become more precision or if you chase referrals as a primary strategy, you actually will probably convert more because you're accustomed to selling the people that are interested in you or at least has a partial interest. Now you chase uh, leads, it will be a little bit halfway better. And in real estate, it's the same thing. Some people chase buyers, some people chase sellers. Chasing buyers is cold approach because the buyer makes no commitment and no commitment to you. In fact, they pay no price. They could just spin you around and waste time before you get a commission. But if you, if you sell, if you're looking to sell and you work with sellers, then guess what will happen? If you're working with sellers, then they're automatically going to sell. It's a one for one. More likely the house is going to sell. You're going to get the commission. Do you understand? And so one thing I'm, uh, I'm noticing here that people like to troll is when we talk about this, the thing that, the thing that people do is they try to throw insults and hurl insults. This is counterproductive. We're not going to do this as to you ain't got this and you ain't got the ability. It's, it's not about ability, and they'll even show you. It's not really about ability. It's how much time you're willing to waste. You'll eventually convert. That's the strategy. You just have to have the confidence and the time. You'll eventually convert. That's what the statistics say. Same thing as cold call. You'll eventually convert. But we're not just going to hurl insults just because. That, because that's why, that's why the conversation cannot be had. I'm not trying to insult anyone. So don't hurl insults at me or anyone else that just doesn't want a cold approach. Understand. All right. Just going to get blocked. It's not necessary. And I don't do this show to do this. All right. Now. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I say cold approach. Warm lead hot referral. In essence, my approaching, uh, the cold approach implies that I have time to waste and that doesn't make me valuable. And women can understand and feel 
that you're not valuable if you're just coming out here to waste time cold approaching numerous women. It's often perceived as from the woman, although she might respect it. She knows you have small time for each woman, and you're just going to go in there with an opening line, see what she has, counter a couple of objections, move on to the next. Every woman knows that that's what you're doing, and it makes you feel, it makes her feel like you're lower value. It's just what it is. Now, I'll apply it and let you understand. If I just call you up out of the blue, and it, the phone rings, cold call, hello, hi, is this Henry? Yes, this is Henry. Hi, Henry, it's me from Cold Call Specialist. I wanted to introduce you to my product and service. Click. <laughs> bring, bring. Hello. Hello, is this Mr. Smith? Yes. Hi, Mr. Smith. This is Greg from Cold Call Services. I just wanted to let you know that it is a valuable time to come. Click. Now, as a receiver of the cold approach or the cold call, do you respect the person that just called you out of the blue? No, most people hate it. Most people are like, this is bullshit. What are you doing? How did you get my number? This is how, this is why women treat you, especially in today's world. This is why women treat you like an awkward fool. Now, what the guys are going to say is, well, if you have confidence, it won't matter. That's false. That's absolutely false. Because I've showed you dating coaches that had all the confidence in the world. And as they continue to do this, they continue to approach worse and worse targets. They, they uh, eventually, you can see their self-esteem and their ability. They started to get distracted. They started having conversations that didn't matter. They started to waste their time and others. And they started to get distracted. And I'm like, dude, let's swing it back. As a sole strategy, cold approach is a waste. Compared to warm lead, hot referral. What does that mean? Warm lead would be somebody who might be interested, available. Flower on the right side, knock something off, greet you with a smile, is in your, uh, 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 their friend sends you over, hey, this person might like you, they were talking about you, this is a warm lead, at that point, that means I don't have to waste as much time with this, I can go in there and possibly convert, possibly, and they're respecting my time by at least opening up the the conversation, and the quality of the person is going to be better. I don't have to say, hi, my name is. The introduction is almost partly made. Almost partly made. I'm always there. I got a foot in the door. Now, a whole hot-ass lead, I'm sorry, a hot-ass referral, they want you. I want you. I'm making it known. My friend wants to fuck you. I've been waiting on you to talk to me. I was wondering when you were going to talk to me. I hope you talk to me soon. Here's my number. That's a hot-ass lead. I mean, that's a hot-ass referral. She ready to go. That's the same thing as if I learn how to shoot, brace myself, be proficient, practice, bang. As a strategy, which one's better? A person who ain't got shit going on in their life would say cold approach. And it is a great indicator. You're a cold caller. You don't have anything to back up who you are, so you have to go through all of this bullshit. Now, as I said, it's okay to use a cold approach 
here and there. It's okay. It's okay for me to go and shoot a fully automatic weapon. I don't think I will become an expert in shooting one, but it's okay to shoot one here and there. It's okay to practice with your Uzi. It's okay to practice with your 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 uh, shotgun. It's okay to practice the spray and pray. It's okay. Well, if it's sitting right here, it's all right. But as a sole strategy, no, because it's going to waste a lot of time. If you think about doing this over and over again, replacing lower value women, you're beating your self-esteem. If you think about it long-term, cumulatively, it's not a good strategy. Can it yield results? Yes. So I say you shouldn't be afraid of it. But if the opportunity is there, shooting a shot is not bad. Taking a shot with this is not bad. All right, but now let's go back. Cold approach, warm lead, hot referral. Where do you get to the warm lead, hot referral? Well, if you're looking to get laid, probably just go with the cold approach. You just want to lay on something, go ahead. Go ahead and cold approach a fat bitch, you'll be good. But if you want to up the quality of the people you're dealing with, warm lead, hot referral. How? How are you going to do that? Some guys are so busy wondering where the hoes are at, you're getting rejected by hoes. And then you get your confidence ruined. As opposed to, if I'm sitting in the VIP, if I'm at church, if I'm at a social circle, if I'm at a networking event, it becomes way easier. Remember the tall, short, pixie cut, redhead, white girl from Canada? Well, she was a, she was a more of a warm lead, hot referral. We were in a social circle. I actually was in a contest where I won. I demonstrated who I was before I had to even open my mouth. She also gave me a slight choosing signal, a slight one. She slightly opened the door. I stuck my foot in there, but I still had to approach her. I still had to go in, but it was almost a layup by then. It was kind of a layup, and it was a low percentage chance that I was going to get rejected. And even if I got rejected, it would have been all right. It wouldn't have been that harmful. But when guys don't have anything else going, they have to depend on cold approach. But if you're with some people that have something in common, that is almost warm lead hot referral. Yes, you can still bang hoes on hookups in those situations. Why? You built up the trust. The trust is there. They open the door. You might see them one, two, and three times. And it's going to make it easier for you. But saying rejection is good is not completely accurate. All right. That is not accurate. All you're going to do after a time is lower the value. You're going to cheat. You're going to cheat. So you'll say, I rejected by this class of woman. I'll just go down. And then all of a sudden, you're approaching fat bitches. It's inevitable. This is undeniable. Cold approach suggests you, you, you approach a high percentage of women, right? Well, that would mean the quality of women you're approaching cannot be that good. Because if I lined up 100 women, 65 of them are going to be average or below, and 35%, 35 of them are going to be fat and chunky and ugly. You're not going to approach 100 attractive women unless you're in a better social status. There is a psychological effects to rejection, just like losing, just like there's a psychological effect. 
So same thing. So there's something here. Listen, I'm always going to tell you there's no perfect method. I'm not like other people that say you need to do this. Same thing in my, when I was fitness, same thing when I was a coach. The best coaches give people options based on their personnel. What does your personnel look like? Now, let's talk about that before we get into these stats. The guy that's telling you the cold approach, he might be handsome. He might have status. He might have excessive confidence. He might have five girlfriends that allows him to not have anxiety. He might have straight teeth. You never know what it is. He might be muscular. The exceptions to the rules, the people who are the outliers are not that. And those guys can be successful too, but they're outliers. And they might be a guy, he might be short, five foot five, muscular, and he got bad bitches. And he doesn't care. He don't give a hell. I, had, I knew a guy named Joe. This ninja looked like Barney Rubble. And he got the prettiest white bitches in Southern California. Why? Because he didn't care. He had a hook nose, right? He, was, he, he, looked like, he looked cross-eyed. The ninja looked like Barney Rubble. And he had bad sorority bitches all the time. So, yeah, Joe's an outlier. He's an outlier. He's not the norm. He's not the guy that you say, see, you can be like Joe. But Joe also became a, a baby mama. He already, it, Joe became a, a problem, a menace to society. He also didn't have his shit together. The ninja was dropping out of school left and right because he had bitches on the brain. So people don't talk about that. I knew Joe personally. Joe had the baddest women, but this ninja couldn't finish a class to save his life. <laughs> right? The ninja's whole, his whole priorities was out of whack. But he didn't get, re he, he didn't mind rejection. So that has, that has to be a part of the conversation. Who is the person? Know your personnel. So a good coach, a good person that's telling people, you don't do a one-size-fit-all model. That's a scammer. A scammer does a one-size-fits-all model and sells it to you. There's nothing wrong with cold approach. Everybody go do it. Just be confident and be a man. Now, what I do is and say, okay, who are you? What type of guy are you? Where are you at? Are you a job guy or a career guy? That matters. Career guys just can't cold approach. They don't have the time and they can't afford to cold approach. Job guy or hustle guy or ain't got no job guy can cold approach, get rejected. And then when that person sees you uh, scooping ice cream, you don't lose your job. But I got a career. She shows up. I'm a lawyer. I can't be out there with my reputation cold approaching bitches. Not randoms. Because then she'll see me and say, hey, that's that creepy ass ninja right there. Calling my job, getting me fired. This shit happens. So there is a way to do it. You got to make sure there's no one size that fits all model. But I do say, a little bit of a mix is all good. I tend to not like low-quality women. When I go outside, 90% of women, in my mind, is low-quality. Just to let you know, they're low-quality. All right, 90% of women, when I go outside, are low-quality. I didn't used to always be like this. I was a horny ninja. I was a think with my Johnson guy. I was a everybody's, it's all wet. It's all the same. Puss is all the same in the dark. I was one of those guys. I'm not that guy anymore. So that when I go out, yeah, I could fuck her. But what's the, I mean, it ain't that, it ain't that big of a deal. So I would probably be more reluctant 
to trust that person or to be able to even have a conversation with them. There's nothing, not much to gain. There's not much to gain. So then I'm not going to use that as a primary method. I also know I live in the suburban gated community. I can't let these people in my community. These aren't the type of people that would represent me well. Not only would they not represent me well, they wouldn't represent me well if some of you ninjas found out I was banging on her. So if you found some of these low-quality women that you bang on, well, if you see me out with her and somebody takes a picture, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's going to clown me with the bitches that you fuck compared to, to compared that the women that could even qualify to be in my neighborhood. You see, there's, there's two different guys. So to say cold approach will work for me is actually not true. It would be counterproductive. It actually would ruin my image and reputation. All right, because my neighbors can see who comes and goes out of my house. Last thing I need is some of these strags that you bang on when you cold approach to leave my neighborhood. Okay, that's the last thing I need. It's not worth it. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> Do you understand? It's not about skill. It's not about any of that. Any, as, a, as a number of things, it's a number of ways here, and I'm trying to not humiliate people. Because I don't, it's not about any of that. But what I'm telling you is a cold approach method is indicative of a desperate guy. If he solely used that, it reeks of desperation. It probably reeks of a date rape drug. drug. It's some date rapey shit. Now, I know it's not always, but it's more date rapey than anything of the other styles of approach. Because your character is on the line socially if you warm lead hot referral your name your bin your business your image your likeness your reputation is on the line when you actually elevate yourself and never cold approach because when you're meeting women in that arena in, in that arena your reputation is on the line it matters you have skin in the game if you have nothing to lose cold approach is a great strategy because you have nothing to lose you have no reputation you have no you have nothing <laughs> all right but it's somewhat desperate. But it can, it can work. It's effective. It is effective. Like if I'm out somewhere and the woman's standing next to me in the grocery store line and she's welcoming and she's attentive and she starts a conversation, go ahead. <laughs> All right? Shoot your shot. Or she playing with her hair. She drops something. She says, excuse me. She waits at the door while it opens. Yes. That's an approach. That's a welcome. That's a talk. That's a hello. That is a conversation starter. Or she initiates the conversation. I'm not going to do what a lot of this, this graph pointed out. All right. That would be a cold approach. All right. That would be a standard approach. That would be a yes. Go ahead. There's no problem. Go ahead and start the conversation. Initiate. And then whatever the skills you have that comes into effect, confidence, mouthpiece, then you'll need it. You'll certainly need it. But if I'm walking by a woman and I just see her and then I double back and run after her, I've just, depre I've just completely depreciated myself. You understand? I'm walking down the street. She walks past me, even if she glances at me, and she keeps walking. And then I turn around and run after her. Ninja, that right there is not what a guy of higher value will do. That's some low-value-ass shit, more than likely. That's number one. That's number one. That's not what you do. Number two, bars and nightclubs 
the women automatically want to reject you. That is going to be a low strategy because she knows what you're trying to do and she's ready to block your ass. So if you use bars and nightclubs as your method of approaching, you're going to find or nights out or the nightlife, any of these things where it's not an exclusive party, a social gathering. When you're talking about that, drunk bitches, skeezers, girls looking for attention, attention whores, that to me is low grade. It's a low grade activity. If you're doing it for fun, okay. If you're taking it seriously and you're on the hunt, it's, it's, it's somewhat awkward. If you're a young guy, go for it. You're 22. You're trying to learn. Have at it. You're 22. You're trying to learn. All right, go ahead. You, somebody's got to learn the hard way. Go ahead and learn. <laughs> right. But as a strategy, I would say possibly the better strategy would go warmly hot referral. Actually putting yourself in position with women you have something in common with. Also, women that have as much to lose as you do. It's probably going to be the better one. You're going to have less frustration. Remember. Only mess with people. Only mess with women and or people in your life that have just as much to lose as you do. That actually is going to make things more efficient. And I'm about efficiency. Last point before we go to this. Most men who have time to cold approach typically either have their shit together or don't have their life together. And it's probably more than likely they don't have their priorities straight. A person that doesn't have time to cold approach probably has time occupied on things that do matter. Thus, they might use their time more efficiently or effectively doing things that matter. And they don't have time to uh, monopolize time to randomly shoot at women. Some women do ask me, why do I use a certain method? They were like, you could just pick up hot chicks outside, hot young chicks, girls outside. I could, but I would have to surround myself with hot young women on a regular basis, which means late evenings. You know, I might look like a predator out at the 21 and under nightclub. Like, these are things that are not effective. I had to bother a girl scooping ice cream or walking me to my seat at a restaurant. These things are low-quality activities, and they're low percentage. And not only that, the young girls aren't just sitting there in the park waiting for it to happen. I would actually be able to do that. Then I would have to teach and guide her. It can be somewhat of a time waste. For a person like me, I don't have that time. It's not, it's not something that I have the time to do. So I have to have a, another strategy. To where I don't have to coach the woman. She already knows what's up. She already knows what's up. We're already in position. We could just skip the stage five. I don't have to stage. Hey, young girl, how are you? You can call me daddy. <laughs> Do Are you interested in old men? Are you in a bind today? Do you need some rent? <laughs> Hi there, young lady. You like candy? I mean... <laughs> I'm being facetious. Hi there. Do you like to be choked? <laughs> Do you like people to wrap two hands around your neck? 
Um, you know, do you like your hair pulled? Do you like, can you come over? Do you like 500 bucks? Like, can you leave after? <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, this is not, that's not an effective strategy. There will be some things. I probably would get arrested beforehand. <laughs> do you like 10 toes up? Can I see your feet? You see what I mean? It's a little bit too much. It's a little bit too much. So I have to skip a step. <laughs> Would you like to come to my house? And I'll leave a little bit of something for you on the counter. And I can fix as a bind. <laughs> yeah, not, not an effective strategy. Now, eventually, that's what I want to do with her. So I'll have to skip. You know what I mean? Let's get to stage five with this shit. All right. Anyway. <laughs> you want to? You want a soda? Do you want a meal? And yo, anyway, let me stop. Hey, let's get back to this. Now, what about the young men? Also, older men, I think we're out of the conversation. Anyone older than 35 doing cold approach, more power to you, but I think we're out of this conversation. Anyone that is married and divorced and you're 30, 40, 50, if we're talking about cold approach, we're not talking about the same cold approach that they're selling. So you're at a jazz club, you're at a lounge, you're 40, 45, 50. This is not a cold approach. Everybody knows why they're there. The uh, atmosphere is a little bit more welcoming. There's people that know what to do. They're not playing too many reindeer games. And the cold approach is a different strategy when you're advanced age, when you're over 35. This is not the cold approach we're talking about. All right. So let's get the old people out of the conversation. We're talking about young men who don't have much who are trying to interact socially with women, and they may be awkward, hella confidence, low confidence, low status, high status. You know, this is what we're talking about. 18 to 25. Not old people like myself. Not old people like dating coaches tend to be. Um, and not, none of this. These guys tend to have money and status and experience. So that's going to completely skew the experience, the skill level. We're talking about 18 to 25, the people who matter. Right. And anybody that says just do this and that's easy, this is not true. So here it is. Uh, the people here, I hope you can see this on the screen. The statistics, according to this guy's data. Let's see if I can make this larger. Uh, rare approaches all men. So in this data, they're saying that um, there's 30% of men who never approach. This is all men of all ages. But when it comes to young men, 18 to 25, you have almost 50% of men who never approach. Okay. 50% of men, almost 50, 45% of men in this age never approach. We're going to find out why. According to women, what percentage of women never approach in that same age group? 15% never approach. All right, it's almost a no strategy for them. They're not approaching, all right? Women don't approach at all. Now, let me read this. It says a sizable minority, a sizable minority <clears throat> of men are not approaching women at all. This is probably um this is probably the in the first time in history that this sizable minority doesn't approach women. This is where people are concerned. And the entire data set, 29% of men said they never approach a woman in person before. They've never done it. 27% said it had been more than a year. All right. 
and we'll fi- figure out why. This was uh, larger for men in the age group 18 to 25, which 45% said that they were never approaching women in person. This is, again, consistent with the hypothesis of a generational risk aversion trend in Zoomers, Generation Z. Okay, they don't want to take the risk. 17% had never approached a woman in more than a year. Never. And more than once a year are discrete groups. This is not scientific data, by the way. This is just off of a survey. This means that about half of all single men in many data sets are effectively not approaching women for dates in person. Now, that doesn't mean they're not shooting their shot in the DM, commenting, uh, using dating apps. Doesn't mean they're not successful, right? So people are going to interpret, oh, these people are losers. They're scared. No, not necessarily. They could be using another strategy, right? They could be using another strategy. But again, the personal conversations aren't being happening. Um, let's go to the next one right here. This is just for interesting conversation. Um, this data is a little confusing, but uh, it says right here, why do you not approach? Why do you not approach? All right. And so of the one of the men that said they don't approach at all, why do you not approach? Now they did segment the group to all. And then men who identified as either black pilled or red pilled. I don't know how he got that data, but we'll just use it for conversation. Why do you not approach? All men said, uh, I'm sorry, under 60% of men said fear rejection. Fear rejection, again, risk aversion. Oh, you can't see it, actually. You can't see the bottom access. I'll scroll up. Um, uh, More than 50% said they fear rejection, but then when it came to the black pill, the people, I'll never do it, all right? It's good. It is the women, blah, blah, blah. You know, these guys right here, all right? People that might be associated with us. More than uh, close to 70% said it's because of rejection. All right, the next group said of their responses, <clears throat> They also indicated that fear of social consequences could be a reason and less black people, less black people, less black people, people tended to select that option and more of the all represented group feared social consequences. All right. And that could range from, I wonder what that range from. I'm going to just guess people are going to ridicule them and say, Hey, that guy approached me. Look at that creep. Look at that creepy guy here. I'm just going to assume that that's what the social consequence would be. All right, maybe you're approaching someone that has a a boyfriend. All right, the next one feared legal consequences. In that one, it turned out that the black pill group would be more likely to say it's going to be a Me Too case. You're going to get arrested. It's going to be a sexual assault or sexual harassment. SA, you're going to get charged with grape. Don't approach these skeezers. More of the black pill group chose that one. As a, hey, don't approach women, you're going to go to jail. The other one says not attracted to anyone, which could be a cope. But I even use that as well. Hey, there ain't, there ain't that many good-looking women out here, and that could be, that's a reasonable reason as to not approach. Not a lot of people chose that, under 40% of people. But more of the all, as, a version, as opposed to the black pill, they use the, there's not any women out here. Remember, this is 18 to 25 when most women look halfway decent at least. But you also have obesity in men and women. You also have skeezers or uh, people that are skanks 
or men that don't take care of themselves groom. So you have that in play. And then other has been chosen. So this is interesting data to look at. The not attracted to anyone could also mean that uh, the woman was perceived to be out of their league. All right. So he might not be attracted to her, <clears throat> but it could be just because she is might be out of the out of his league and he's not going to try. All right. Uh, here's another data set. Again, it's somewhat confusing, <clears throat> but men's successful approaches per year. And I'm going to try to figure this out because I've been trying to look at this graph and say, what, what is going on here? All right. And so the black bar, the black line is going to be the zero. Okay. All right. But it doesn't indicate how many times. It just means successful approaches. So the black bar is the highest number, which means not a lot of success, which is indicative of cold approach. It's, you're going to have mostly not a lot of success on, on any level. But the people who made connections when they approach, how many connections they made, the average, the higher average was one. I'm sorry, it was zero. But out of all the, all the cold approaching, most people just got one connection, one success. Now, in the dating coaches, <clears throat> dating coaches suggest that you have a 97% chance of not getting anything, 97 all right, most of the time, their best number that they can give you as success is three out of 100. So this kind of lines up with that as well. If you're approaching and you're accustomed to it <clears throat> and making connections, you're probably going to connect with very few women. Two here, one, and then the rest, three, four, five. On, you know, there are some eyes that made five or more, all right? Small percentage, but they made five or more. All right, but when it came to getting the phone number, contacts look how far that drops down and this again is not scientific when it came to getting the number like you talked to her did you get the number that's going to go down it actually went up for one but when you look at the other numbers they actually were a little bit more got got the number all right but it but it's down for everything then when you go to dates did you get and, and this is all um you have to have this prepared going in. So this is the game. Because you got to overcome at least 10 objections here, 10 objections here, 10 objections here, 10 objections here, and more and more as you go along. So this takes a lot of effort to do and time. So you got the connection. You talked. How did you get the number? Did you get the number? Then did you get her to the date? As you can see, the number starts fluctuating. Most of the time, one out of 100, one out of 50, one out of 10. When did you have, did you have sex with her? Are you having sex with multiple women? No, no mostly just one. <clears throat> there are some guys scoring five or more small. All right. But sometimes a little bit better than three or four, but mostly just one or two. Did you get into a relationship at least with them? A lot of not success zeros one. And then, yeah. Relationships are probably not a strategy on the gold approach. And then long-term, <clears throat> this means something here. Long-term, most people got nothing from it. Long-term, many people got one. Not a lot of people got five long-term relationships. That, that makes sense. Now, what does this mean over here? <clears throat> this is why, then again, I don't advise the cold approach 
as the sole strategy. Why? 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 This is important. Now, if you talk about here, sex, this is the reason why you would cold approach. You're just trying to have sex. But if you take a look long term, two months or more, what does it show you? Anybody, what does it show you? What does this indicate right here? This is why I say this is not a good method. If, especially if you have shit going on in your life. All right, because I got shit going on. <clears throat> what does this mean over here? Let's see if somebody can figure it out. So you had low success at best one. Obviously, you got time situation. What does this suggest here? And so game dudes lie. Yeah, game dudes are known to lie. They, they're not trustworthy at all. This suggests, I know I'm trying to try to get through the show. I, I actually got to jump off this stream here in a minute. Yeah, the time consumption. This suggests that you constantly have to go back here, right here. Let me just show you this. And I'm sorry to break this down because people are going to be like, oh, no, no, there's a bunch of people. What it does suggest that this is a short-term strategy and you're kind of have to keep going back here often. You're always going to have to come back here. Whereas other strategies, you can kind of keep the woman around. Even if you have a rotation, you can keep the women around. But not a lot of people got the rotation going on. Not a lot of people got long-term success. So they can get the woman. They might be able to bag the woman. But then they'll have to go back out because either they're bad at sex or they're just were using her. But you have to go back out again. And you have to do it over and over and over again. Out, 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 out. Back again. Back again, again. Again and again and again and again. Okay, back. Okay, replace. AKA pump and dump. Pump and dump. Right here. Boom, boom, boom. All right, get, connect, reject, object. Boom, boom, boom. Pump and dump. Replace. Now, that's where I say you're chasing your tail at that point. You can't, you, oh, you guys couldn't see it. You're chasing your tail at that. Now, that is where the strategy gets completely ineffective, <laughs> right? Now you're telling me to waste my time, okay? Because nobody that has shit going on in their life has time for this, all right? Now, if you don't, if you just, a, if you're just a guy that, that has nothing else going on or your, your priorities are all straight, you're out of debt, your bills are paid, you paid off your house, you know, then I get it. But now, if I got to keep doing this over and over again, some guys are going to say, well, why would I do that? They might adopt another strategy. But let's talk about this. Let me see here. Let's talk about that. That's, this is just interesting stuff. I'm just interpreting. Just interpreting. We'll talk about uh, the guys who might be scared. Where's the other chart here? There are a lot of great comments on this feed pro and against this. There were a lot of people saying, this is how I met my wife. Okay, that tells me something. But it doesn't tell me, did you, how many women did you approach to make your wife? Right. I opened my mouth and I got married. That doesn't tell me anything. That just says you were able to shoot your shot at at least her and she fell for it. Now, did you do that to 100 women? One, 10, 15, five years, 10 years? What time of the day was it? Where was it? Ninja, what do your wife look like? Mm. Right? So when people use these arguments, well, that's how I did it, and I got what? Okay, show me all your women. What type? What quality? 
Was it a one for one? Was it a one out of 2000? It's one of these things that people don't really go into. And I'm telling you the reason why they don't is because they're lying. They're, they're faking their success. <laughs> All right, let me do one more here. I think I got another graph here. I'm like, tell me, break down what we're talking about. Don't just say you had the mouthpiece and no, 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 no. We don't, and, and I challenge you, that's not enough in, in today's world to sell. Remember, if you have so much gain, you're going to have to gain me to convince me to use your strategy. And what you can't do is gain me which tells me you ain't got the mouthpiece because you're trying to just dust over me with some bullshit sell shit. And I say, wait, wait, stop. Let me see your bitches, Mr. Big Time Pimp. All right, hold on for a second. Let me see, let me see your success rate. Let me, let me see what you're using. And then I'll see that they're using tricks and all kind of shit. I'm like, oh, you're using tricks. And you spent a hell of a lot of time to look, to use tricks. And or, oh, look at you. You live in a mud hole. Oh, look at you. Your priorities aren't straight. Look at you. Your shit ain't straight. All right? Your life ain't straight. So why aren't you focusing on that? Please tell me. So they're just trying to use the fluff words to get over there. It was the mouthpiece. It was the confidence. It was the, no, let me see, Ninja. And they can't game me. So that's why then they start insulting me. I'm going to just insult you then because you're trying to make me prove what I do works. And I'm like, Ninja, you don't want that got the game. Use your game on me. <laughs> game me. Try to sell me like you sell these other guys. And often they don't even, they either have an insult or they try to act like they know something I don't know after 45 years. All right. I just missed it. I just missed this. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, I think that was the last part of this. Oh, you just don't understand. Okay. I just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I just don't understand. Yep, I just so I just missed the entire thing. Yep, I was just in the hole the entire time, just being a MGTOW, scared, no confidence. I got no pussy the entire time. Yep. <laughs> if you want to go with that to make yourself feel better, we'll go with it. But we know you're full of shit, and you can't bullshit a bullshitter. All right, because I can bullshit with the best. I will make you sit down and pull them goddamn receipts out real fast. And you don't have to do it in public, but let's pull them out. I want to see. And don't tell me, well, these my type. Ninjas be like, well, these fat, I do like fat plump bitches. And I look at them, I'm like, that's a fat girl. All right, she fat. Well, those my type. And I'll be like, what about these girls? I'll put you right in front of them. Run your game. Well, I don't like them type of girls. Okay, Ninja. So it only works on ghetto black bitches and fat white girls. Got it. Because I never see you with no bad chicks. I see you with fatties. I see you with uh, slump busters and booger wolves. I see you with fat, toxic black women with uh, eyelashes on their eyes. I never see you with no good looking girl. I see you with uh, somewhat subpar uh, Instagram baddies. Well, I just say everybody got their preference, fam. Okay, Ninja. So low quality women it works on. I'm not trying to insult you, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, your game selective. Your mouthpiece only work on fat white girls that like black men. Got it. Mud sharks. You're going to teach me mud shark game. 
Got it. All right. How to pick up mud shark? Oh, by the way, I don't want mud shark mud sharks. What do I do now? <laughs> I don't want mud sharks. I actually despise mud sharks and women with tattoos on their neck. Now what do I do, Mr. Big Time Pimp? <laughs> All right, let me get to this because Ling Ling is Ling Ling tonight, man. Listen, man, it is a good time to be me. I be having the 31 flavors, fam. 31 flavors. Hey. Indeed. Oh, and you, if you a ninja that like, well, where are your receipts at? Join up, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Join up. Shout out to John says the Breakfast Club, Sick Duck. <laughs> Sick Duck. Oh, you said, calling them Reading Rainbow? Oh, boy. All right. All right. Uh, let me see here. All right. If we want to insult each other, I can play that game too. But you're going to have to show me receipts. I'm not that type of ninja. Where are we at? Mike Cock Pause says, never have ninjas. Wait, never has never have ninjas as wingmen. They will set you up for failure. Yeah. They'll set you up for failure. They'll, they'll uh, cock block you. They'll, they'll try to act tough around you. Uh, it, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's a bad thing. Yo, Dirty Mackey, Smith and Wesson said, Smith and Wesson says, I've seen plenty of men talk themselves out of peace leave and all they had to do was shut up. Sometimes word, uh, words is the best game. And I think you meant, you said sometimes no words. And that's true. Um, cause I've seen dudes run game and they, uh, you said you meant, I meant no words. Sometimes I see them running there. Actually, if you go on Patreon, $25 level, I show you the dating coaches. I show you two dating coaches. Now, I'm not trying to start static with them, but I show you them in the real field, and we critique them. Dude, the more they talk, dude, they were talking themselves out of puss. Remember that? Who, who remembers the dating coach video that I did? And I'm not here to mention their names because I'm not here to say a start beat. That's not what I do. But I did it for a select group of people. Who remembers that video? There was one woman that we watched that ninja talk himself out of the puss. And this is supposed to be the expert. <laughs> we was looking. Yo, that stream was comedy. It's on Patreon. That stream was funny as hell. This, they was walking around. They couldn't get women to talk to them. They could, it was just a hit or miss. They were wasting time with slump busters. And they acted like they was winning. And then they got this woman. The one woman. The one woman that was ready to go. Again, statistically, that's what you're going to get. Even the statistics there. One. Out of all this stuff, one. You're going to turn over one. Well, they turned her over. She was leaking. She was ready to go. And they talked themselves right out of of the punani. I was like, (laughs) we was cracking Mm. (laughs) up. She could barely speak English, but basically she was like, I'm ready. Take me. I'm yours. Like she was giving, she was giving every indication as to just shut up and take me. No, she was, she was a nice looking Latina. She was young. She looked about, I would say 25 to 28. She was good looking. She was coming off of work. Looked like she probably argued with her boyfriend. She was ready to take somebody. She was ready to go. And they was talking and talking and talking. I was like, <laughs> mm. 
overcoming objections that weren't even there. I was like, you're overcoming the objections and there's not even an objection. She's like, where do you want me to go? <laughs> she literally was like, where would you like me to go? And couldn't even express it, but she was she was giving body language. She's like, okay, you said enough. Let's go. Man, that was crazy, fam. And so again, some men talk themselves right out of it because they're so used to having to use the mouthpiece. If you're actually good at this, you really don't have to say much. There's, there's, there's a thing, say no more. Say no more, as they say in the city. Sometimes the more you say is counterproductive. You don't have to sell that much. Sometimes people are ready to buy. And you got too much mouthpiece, but you try to prove the mouthpiece. And sometimes you ha already have momentum. You already got the momentum. And sometimes they was checking for you. They was like, I see what they got. Hey, I'm in need. <laughs> it's crazy. Right out here. Did I get Michael? He says, coach out here saving lives. This explains so much from the PUA community that effed me up. I wanted to learn how to cold approach, but I already had it, all the warm leads and hot referrals you could ever want. Just had to fix me. This is the big issue growing up with single moms. Thanks, Coach Gang. Yeah, you, 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 most of the time you realize that you already have what you need in front of you. You just have to fix you. You just have to fix you. All right? And uh, many times you just have to put yourself in position. You don't need to overcome all of this. And, hey, what's your name? Let me trick you. Now, every now and then, like I said, you know you're never going to see them again. It is what it is. But there's some places I would not even do this thing in because I know, I, I, I listen, I got to come back to this gym. Triggerverse says, I got hot leads at the gym all the time. I get hot leads at the gym all the time. Minding my business. It says, uh, they will cross between the machines next to me multiple times or stop around you to check their phones. I still focus on my fitness. Again, I say cold approaching at the gym is not smart. Again, though, I've done it. So, again, when I say it's not smart, doesn't mean I haven't done it. Doesn't mean I haven't had success doing it. But what I know is if the shit goes wrong, you mess up your gym. <laughs> so, if, if it goes wrong, any of the interaction with her, you're risking having to find a new gym, and it will happen to you. Now you got to avoid the gym. Now you got to be like, I got to go when they, she ain't there. Um, these are the things that you have to understand. Now, if you are a lazy ninja and you, or you got Planet Fitness, it don't matter. But I tend to be in high-status gyms where I can't afford to just do that there again. You have too much to lose. So that goes into, mm, I got to think about this a little bit more, right? I got to think about this. So I'll come up with the reason why. It could be a cope or it could be legit. But after a while, I know working in gyms for, for more than 10 to 12 years that that eventually the woman that you want, you'll get her. <laughs> the woman that you want, you're going to get her. It's just a matter of time. And overwhelmingly, I didn't have to say much. I did not have to say much. Like it was in the bag already. It was in the bag. You just had to go in and close. You didn't have to introduce, you barely had to introduce yourself. So that, that's the, uh, yeah, coach and equal. That, that's how it worked. Anybody that I bagged at a gym, it was not no long, drawn-out-ass cold approach. The shit was in the bag. 
All it was was, hey, put your number in my, and that was a wrap. And then all of a sudden, it was clap cheeks after that. Instant, instant um, desire. Animalistic shit. All right. It wasn't no long out. Hey, what's up? Let me say something to you. I see you lurking. Do you come here often? Nope. It was on a damn platter. <laughs> right. Now, the ones that ain't on a platter, I simply said that, 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 no, nah, I'm not going to ruin my reputation in this gym and try to force something that ain't there. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's just my advice. I'm trying to be as open as possible. Again, anybody that says this is the only way to do it, I would not trust them. Because they're not opening up the possibilities, right? All right, anyway. And it wasn't no relationship shit. It was mostly some damn sexual urge. I had a chick that I was when I was a trainer, she was a trainer. I'm sorry, she was a client of another trainer. Now, she, she was one woman that everybody was like, wow. She was like, you know, total MILF. Right, everything, Orange County. And she had never gave me one indication that she liked me, that she even noticed me. She was nice, cordial, and all of that stuff. Not one time did she make it like apparent. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, it was a quick exchange of numbers as it was leaving the gym. Hey, call me if you want to. Boom, number. Next time I see her, she she came over to the crib. She went to the bathroom. I happened to be walking by the bathroom door. When she came out, she jumped right on me like a damn saber-toothed tiger. And it was on and popping. So not much was said, but she was a complete smoke show. She was that girl at the gym. She was that girl that everybody wanted. And there was no words. I barely probably said no words to her in my entire time I was with her. On any day, there was not much talk. Oh, and by the way, she would take me out to eat. Yep, it was all these things that ninjas brag about. For me, I look at it. I was like, she just was interested in me. I didn't have to say anything. She would take me out to Javier's. She'd take me out to Mastro's. She paid a bill. It was no big deal. But I'm telling you, there was nothing I did. Ninja, it was just me, <laughs> right? I said nothing. I ran nothing, <laughs> right? Sometimes that happens. Most times it don't. Anyway, and I was around and I built up trust. And oh, by the way, in that gym, I was somewhat one of the higher reputation trainers, which means I had smoke shows that I was training. So she's seeing that constantly. She's seeing that constantly. So I got trustworthiness. She's like, you know, he doesn't hit on his clients. He's not a creep. He's professional. And so... There was nothing else to left to be said. The, the reputation preceded me. The reputation precedes you. Sometimes it works out that way. But, but then you get higher value, higher quality, higher status people that way. Other way, anyway. I didn't have to force it. I didn't have to be like, oh, let me say something to her. And so, but, but it is what it is. Shout out to Pro Man says, Coach, those submissive men start out getting dominant segs. They end up watching a bull giving her dominant segs. Indeed. <clears throat> but yeah, a lot of that is what it is. I'm almost done and I got to get ready. Maryland guy says, Coach, you ain't lying. A little while ago, 
at work. I was listening to one of your live stream and this girl said, he just says what Pearl says. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he says, I was like, oh no. Sad. Man, it's sad. It, it's sad. But listen, I know that kind of bugs content creators when when we are faced with that. Shout out to Jamie Hoffman. Hit the dang like button, please. Hit the dang like button. All right. Did I get uh, these? I'm almost done. Thank you, brothers, for this. And we're going to be ready for the weekend. I got Cash App and Vimo left to go. And it's just Vimo left to go. Indeed. But also, I'll tell you, uh, those, those relationships don't last. They don't last very long. So I had, like, probably five good hits on her. And then it was back to the drawing board. All right, so... You have your fun with them for as little as you want them. Shout out to Eddie G. That's what we'll call you with the co-sponsorship. We got two more. He says, hey, coach, remember when you said no, no one does it like you? He says, you're right in a sense. No one in the manosphere does it. But I found a Christian channel that gets an average 1.5 to 1.1 point. Sorry, 1 million to 1.5 million per video. And he's completely demonetized. Zero money throughout his entire YouTube career. Damn. That's crazy. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, monetization, in my opinion, uh, monetization is nice on YouTube, but um, it should not be, you should find ways to monetize outside of, of uh, YouTube monetization. That's the only way to do it. All right, because if you depend on AdSense on YouTube, Ninja, you're going to have to make normie content. And he also says, you don't, okay. Shout out to you. He was telling me for research purposes only. I'll check it out. But yeah, I can see why you would be demonetized doing kind of religious con content. As long as, you know what I mean? It can, religious content can be offensive to a lot of people. So I think the way to go on YouTube in the future, and it's hard to do, is to go not monetize. Or not depending on that being your primary uh, income. Now, what will happen is you're going to take a pay cut, Ninja. <laughs> so you're going to take a fat-ass pay cut, so you're not going to make what you can make in AdSense. But if you want to play this game where you want to say the right thing, it's going to wear your ass out. Shout-out to Tyrone H. Says, thanks for the message. Appreciate it. And find what works best for you, guys. If, I think if you were under eight, if you were an 18- to 25-year-old guy in today's world, I would say you need to get some value first, like get some value. I would focus on that first as opposed to cold approaching at your position. You're really, according to my book and according to many people, they will say you don't have a much social marketplace value. You don't have that much sexual marketplace value at 18 to 25. The guys that do, they'll do okay. But even they are going to swing uh, at a low percentage. I would say don't use cold approach as a sole way to do it. Okay, if you ugly, recessed chin, no beard, connecting ass ninja, bird chested ass ninja, or you're overweight, some of these things you need to overcome first. Right? Cold approaching and using somebody's outlier. Well, I know a guy, he five foot three and he got muscles and he, he's super pr supreme confident and he dresses like a play. I, that's a complete outlier. Could you do that? Well, you're going to have to start working on that confidence and getting your pull-up game you're not not all five three guys are going to turn that into great cold approachers 
That's an outlier. You got to throw that out, right? Same as you got to throw out Giga Chad or Giga Tyrone, six foot six guy, Mandingo. You got to throw that out. Now, where are we at? Yeah, but if you just a struggle ninja and you just going to be like, I ain't going to work on my struggles ninja, pick a struggle. You just about to frustrate the shit out of your ass. But anyway. Um, give yourself a fighting chance. It is what it is. Shout out to the coach game. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get yourself ready for the weekend. And what's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We out of here. Peace.